there to all the people whose ears we currently inhabit. It's Conversation Street, episode 541 with Michael and... Gemma! here. Hello, hello, hello. We're going to be talking about this week's Coronation Street. Can you feel the excitement? Gosh, wasn't this Coronation Street good? I'm looking forward to talking about it today. That is the 20th to the 23rd of September. Nice little just four days, wasn't it? Because yeah. we, had, we had Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday today. I tell you what, I wanted it. Yeah, like when Wednesday's episode finished, I was like, "Oh, why do we have to wait?" Keep going. Why keep do we have to wait two days for Coronation Street? Oh, yeah, it was great. So Maybe this is. Maybe we should go to America where they keep getting it early. I don't. I don't know whether America got Monday's episode no, I earlier. I know. I was sure it would do, but I didn't hear anything like that. But anyway, it was good stuff. This is episodes ten thousand seven hundred and forty-seven to ten thousand seven hundred and fifty-two. And it was the big week. It was super soak week for Coronation Street land. So, um, yeah, we're going to do a little quiz. We're going to do a little bit of birthdays and we're going to crack on. We're chatting about that. So, um, unless you... Have you got any 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 events or, you know, life yeah, stories that you want to talk about? Busy um, with my peaches. Gemma has been... If you've seen her other Instagram, her Gemma Instagram, you'll see the millions of peaches that we picked last Saturday. Literally. How many... How many... No, no, we talked about this on the podcast last week, kilograms. didn't we? I've got 21 kilograms yeah. of myself. Um, I gave a massive bag to our neighbour, and I've made. What have I made? I made. Look, I want everyone to know this. We did talk about this on Sunday work. night's episode. I remember. No, I d- yeah, but I've since then I've made spice spice peaches. I've yeah. made an Indian peach chutney, yeah. an English peach chutney. I'm making raspberry and peach jam. Um, tomorrow I'm doing rhubarb and peach jam. I've also done rosemary and peach jam, apricot and peach jam, um, peach jam. <laughs> And I've done peaches and brandy, and I've made a bunch of vinegar, and I'm going to make... The peaches in. Some peach ice cream. Nice. Do like a nice juicy peach. You don't like peaches, don't and like you don't peaches like jam, and you don't like chutney. No. So, have you actually eaten any of anything you've made yet, or is what? it just for show? No, that peach and rosemary jam is proper delicious. It it's cool? so nice. Okay. Peach and rosemary jam, who would have thought We're going to a farmer's market on Sunday. You should just set up a stall there. I know. I know. Right, Gemma, that's our peach story of the week. I haven't had anything happen to me this week, apart from I've got a cold, so I don't know I don't know whether my voice is going to last the evening, but I'll give it a try. I, well, I might be a bit coughing. I'm really sorry if I cough all through this. I was holding them back during my interview with Georgia Taylor this week. By the way, yes, hopefully you have, have seen that, heard it, listened to it, experienced it in some way. We had the lovely Georgia Taylor, friend of the podcast, on, uh, on Conversation Street a couple of days ago. So we talked... Wonderful. All things trial and, and spider and lovely, lovely Imran. Thank you very much, Georgia, for coming on, doing your first video see, interview for Conversation yeah. Street. Get on YouTube and see it, everybody. She looks lovely. See, unlike um, Georgia, when a spider runs into this room, I scream. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, she might be screaming away with Spider Nugent, but in a, no, thank in you. a different way. No, no, no. We had another spider run in here the other day, didn't we? This we room did. seems to be where the spiders run into. Yeah, it, we, we were a bit infested. I don't Abby, know why. There doesn't seem to be any... Uh, any... Abby ate, ate it. Yes, Abby rescued Gemma by eating the spider, so I'm sorry all That's to why you. I like cats. Lovers out there. And also, right, um, chihuahuas. I don't know whether other dogs like eating spiders, but chihuahuas do. Because I remember when my um, nan and granddad used to be the housekeepers of this like really rich people's like massive mansion. Yes. Um, they had this huge kitchen. There was always spiders in there, and one of the chihuahuas ate a spider, and it was running after people with the legs dangling out of its mouth, <laughs> and everyone was running away, going, "No, no, leave me alone!" And the dog was like, "Why, Grim. why?" Very, very disgusting. Fun, isn't it? Fun stuff. Right, back to Coronation Street, Sorry. Gemma. 
quiz. Quiz We haven't haven't done a proper quiz for a few weeks, have we? This is... I was thinking to myself, you know what? Today, I could set a precedent, couldn't I? By not doing it, and like, therefore, signalling the end of the the era of quiz. Because they're great. Everybody loves a good quiz. And if they don't, then they can skip ahead to the next bit of the podcast with our handy handy timestamps. Right, go on. I'm ready for this. We don't make you skip adverts, so you can at least listen to this, can't you? That's true. 19th to the 23rd of September, and years ending in a two and a seven. I got this from coronationstreet.fandom.com. Mm-hmm. 19th of September 1962. Who receives a summons for attacking Dave Smith? 1962? No. No? Yes. Dave Smith wasn't in it in 1962, was he? Um, I don't know. Maybe he was. Who attacked who's Dave violent? Smith? I've got... Li- who's by Len Fairclough. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 19th of September... What have you done? I don't know. 1997... Which house does Mavis agree to sell to Fred Elliott when she leaves Weatherfield? Mavis's house, the Wilson's house. Um, that? that is, oh, I'm really bad with them at that side. I know you always say it's taken me years to actually learn them on the terrace side, which is which. I'm going to say that that is house number eight. Wrong. No, it is. Seriously. It's no. Oh gosh, I got there. Of course, eight's a Platt's house. I'm such it's an so idiot. stupid. I've been what doing this bloody podcast for 10 years and I don't even know which house is which. Stupid man. Idiot. 19th of September 2007. Which drug is David arrested for possessing? 2007? Yeah. I'm not going to answer questions. Ecstasy. Yes. Teddy. Why? Stick it was in the it, teddy. Was it 2008? It was marijuana. <laughs> in 2009 it was acid. Yeah, and in 2022 it was an episode of Conversation Street. Yes, mind-altering <laughs> drug. Psychedelic man. 20th September 1982. He tracks Chalky Whiteley and Craig down at number nine. And Billis why? Pierce. And why? She's related. She's Craig's, She's Craig's grandma. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows that. 21st of September 1977. Where does Annie's new monogrammed carpet come from? I don't remember what it's called, but it's the I bingo it hall. Easy. It's the bingo hall. Um, I don't remember what well, it was called. It's probably got the initials of AW. It does have it? the initials of AW, but I can't remember what it was. Something Weatherfield. Yeah. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh, don't, don't. Nobody, nobody take that um, sound bite, please, and <laughs> use it for something else. I don't remember. Go on. Alhambra. Okay. No, All right. no I'll remember it in five years' time when you ask me again. 21st of September 1997. Who writes a rude word on Natalie Horrock's bathroom mirror? Oh, classic scene. Sally Webster. I shan't mention the word. Can't use that word on this podcast. 21st of September 2012. Brilliant. And that was, that was what was censored when they showed it on ITV3. So if you've been watching an ITV3 version, no you may not know that Sally has a bit of a potty finger. Potty finger. That's what, that's what it's called when you write it. It sounds like it smells. <laughs> What's she been doing with it? She's been sticking it. <laughs> 21st of September 2012. Who was revealed to be Lloyd's daughter? Jenna Kamara. Wow, she was fun, wasn't she? Such a classic character. 22nd of September. No wonder Sophie Valbury. Yeah. 22nd of September 1997. Who gets married? When? 1997? Yep. 22nd of September. Nuptials. That was, that was, that was, I'm going to definitely say, Maureen Webster and Fred Elliott. Maureen Webster? No, Maureen Holdsworth. 
and Fred Elliott. Well done. I'm really proud of you. Well, I remember because this was that was a great week, which had that. It had um, they had Don's car crash all coming up and everything. That was a, that was a brilliant. Super that soap that week. was the Super Soap Week before it happened of before 1997. Super Soap Week existed. If you haven't watched this equivalent week of 1997 Coronation Street, get onto YouTube or wherever and find it because it's living good. Yep. 22nd of September that. 2017, Michelle tells Leanne that who has been stalking her? <laughs> glasses on, glasses off, Will! Yay! Yay! Will Chatterton! <laughs> yeah, that's right, you've got his surname! <laughs> glasses really on, glasses proud. off. Really, love him. 23rd of September, this is the final question. I'm doing well. 1992, what drives Ivy to drink? So many things drove her to drink. It wasn't anything to do with Brian in 1992. Um, he was already. He was. I mean, yeah, he was. He lived for Ivy. Um, oh, what happened in 1992? Oh, Don. I think Don had an affair. Don was avoiding her. Oh, half a. So I give you Mark. Oh, thanks. Five, six, seven, Don eight, nine. Out of taxi. Thank you very much. I'm very pleased with that score. That's a good one after a few weeks off. How did you do, listeners? Did you get you glasses on, glasses off? Did you get Will Chatterton? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Birthdays. Birthday time. 24th of September. I know whose birthday it is this week. Me too. Someone very special. 24th of September. It's director Craig Lines. Yay! Congrats, Craig uh, Lines. Also, 25th of September, Shelley King. Oh, plays Yasmin Nazir and Sasha Behar, who played Maya Sharma. Mm-hmm. Love both of them. 26th of September, Katie Carmichael, who played Lucy Barlow. And... Charlie It is Charlie Dumelo's birthday. Who Happy birthday, the Charles. Imran. I'm sure you're listening to this, just so that you can make sure that we don't forget you. Charlie, I hope you pick up your birthday card. We sent it to the theatre. 27th of uh, September. Oh, director. he's so young, it's sickening. He's 28 again. <laughs> 27th of September, director Max Morgan Witz and Mikey North, who plays Gary Windass. Nice. 28th of September. What a gent. Director Chris Jury. Then, on the 30th of September, Barbara Knox, who plays Rita Bloody Sullivan. Bloody hell, this is a week for birthdays. Meg Johnson, who plays who played Eunice G. And Rula Lenska, who played Claudia Colby. Oh, crikey, all right. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to all those people. everyone. Very, very special people. Fantastic. Special week for birthdays. And then... Still got a week to go, everybody. It's Gemma's. She's saying no. Forget I said anything. Street talk Let's do some street talk. Okay, so street talk time. Super soap week. Very exciting stuff. Um, And it was, oh, it was, it was a really, really good week this week, wasn't it? Wasn't it it good? Wasn't it good? Yeah, it was. It was very exciting. It was dead exciting. (laughs) Um, it, It wasn't perfect. Just have wow. to say this. We will get on to the bits that I didn't quite like. But on the whole, I was really, really pleasantly... I'm not surprised, just, you know, I, 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 I was very impressed and gripped by pretty much the whole week. And even, like, the B stories and the C story, there was only three stories, really, all, all had their, um, their merits, I think. Did you say that you were pleasantly wound? Wound? Yeah, like, not overwhelmed. 
Oh, I was I was very pleasantly wound by this. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I haven't decided on my score yet. I think I know what I'm going to score it yet, but we'll we'll see what happens as we're discussing it. Um, so for three stories this week, first off, of course, we've had Cardi up until this point. And the reason that I chose Cardi as the shipping name for this about a month ago is so that this week I could call the story Cardigan. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Thank paid you. off. I was going to go for another shipping name, but I knew that this gun with thing was going to happen, so I just had to go with it. Cardigan first. Oh, and then we've got the read of the red storyline, and then and then we've got the Haley storyline, which I, I never thought I would be saying again on this podcast. Um, I was really racking my brains for a decent storyline title for this one. I've, I've ended up with Coat of Haley, Jumble Saley, which is rubbish, but well done to whoever it was on Digital Spy Forum that has called the discussion thread for this week's, uh, for, sorry, for tonight's episode, Return of the Mac, because that's clearly far superior to what I came up with. Although I feel we've had that as a as a McDonald's Return storyline title on the podcast have, yeah. um, But anyway, like I said, we knew that there was going to be a gun in tonight's episode. We knew a lot of things about tonight's episodes. We didn't see any of tonight's episodes filmed, did we? No. But... We've seen a fair bit of Monday's episode film, so I think we're close enough to it now, and we're still not going to tell you what exactly we saw film. We don't want to surprise it. Um, we don't. We we don't want to spoil anything. Not allowed to spoil anything, but um, about six scenes of Monday's episode. I'm going to say. You reckon? I don't know when they're showing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm that, just... that is it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that it's about six scenes of Monday's episode we saw. Um, filmed, some of which was a follow-up to this Kelly story. So we kind of <laughs> went into the we week. We to, like, work out, how are they going to get from here to there? It was, yeah, like, we, we've, from bits of dialogue that we heard, and I'm still trying to tread very carefully here, bits of dialogue that we've heard that will be played out on Monday's episode, when we were watching it being filmed back in August, you're like, oh, okay, so they're mentioning, that, like, for example, there was, there was talk of an engagement scene in the dialogue, wasn't Engagement it? Party. Engagement party, sorry. And we're like, who, who on earth is going to be? Is it, is it Leo and Leo and Jenny's engagement party? We, really were we had our brains no, like, we had no idea back then that it was talking about Kelly and Ardy's engagement party. We also knew that Ardy would get shot. We also knew that Kelly would be disappearing off. Although, um, I mean, I, I, I was kind of you part, had a speculation, partly on this week. You? I was like, well, in the dialogue. For Monday's episode, they talk about Kelly going. Sorry, that's that's not a spoiler. She's she's gone. Well, they're going to talk. We know that she's gone. They're going to and they're probably it. going to talk about it. And so hopefully. So, but I was thinking, but but does does she actually get killed this week? But people think but that she's pretending. just walked off or something. I don't know. But so there's some bits that yeah we we knew were, that that were coming. But there were definitely bits of this week that I I didn't know how they were going to get from from point A to point B. And um, so it's still really, really exciting to watch. And, uh, and I'm looking forward on next week's podcast to being able to sort of share the whole thing about what we actually saw filmed for Monday's episode, because there's some quite good stuff happening. So um, because of my, my cold and sore throat, well, you I've just, given... I was just literally about to say, you just told me... I know. Gemma, you do these stories because I've got a sore throat. It's and not then... so sore at the moment. Oh, but... I noticed that. I, it's, I, I just think that I could cough if I say too much. So I've given my dear wife here the very privilege of taking the, the, the A and C stories and I'm going to take the B story. So um, let's kick things off with a bang, Gemma. Cardigan. Yeah. Right, you have to introduce me, do you? Thank you. Here is Gemma with Cardigan. Guess what, what? happened? News. What? I've what? got news. What's that? That she's got an engagement party and she's got 
Yes, yeah, right. So Tuesday's episode. Do you want me to do it? Yes. Right, thank you. You don't need tea. to explain what I'm going to do. On Tuesday, Rick appears. Now this was a shock. <laughs> I like it. It's like he's just looking up at the notes. Rick. Oh yeah, that was a shock. Rick. He's a, he's appeared. So dead daddy yeah, Rick Neelan, who got murdered in the Greg Woods by Gary all those years ago. Do we think it? this would ever? get resolved no were we beginning to lose hope and I still don't think it has been resolved we talk about it more later really? okay well listen Rick turns up as a ghost a Shakespearean ghost yes. who, who likes to, sh- Kelly to was quote clearly the paying bard. attention in her GCSE well, English was, le- I, lit lesson I saw somebody I think it maybe it was on Reddit saying like oh, so what what's going on here is he is he a Shakespearean ghost or is she just really got a really good memory for English literature? Is she secretly a Shakespearean fan? <laughs> but anyway, Rick turns up. He's got a baseball bat. Um, no, it's a coffee cup. I don't know what that means. Sorry, so this is just my note taking. He's there, hold, he, he's there standing there with the baseball bat and then it kind of cuts and it's actually, I think, Gary Holt standing there with the coffee cup. Oh, okay, right. And Maria comes out. And then she goes, these are great notes. Rick appears again and <laughs> starts hard this week. I really wanted to watch it, so my notes may be a bit nonsensical. We'll see as we go. Rick appears. Sorry, I'm not talking. Rick appears. <sighs> Carry on. This is the last will and testament of my <laughs> Um Rick appears and he eggs Kelly on to get her revenge. It's really his revenge, isn't it? And he disappears again. And um, she tells Gary that Sharon is not going to come to the party um, because, remember, Gary put her off last week and told her to back off and uh, Sharon's not very happy about this. Well, Sharon dropped her bomb last week, didn't she, when she told Kelly that Gary was the one that murdered Rick. Yeah. She's like, oh, no. she mic dropped and she's walking up, walked off with yeah. the exploding car in the background. Gary gets a phone call and he's like, yes, yes, I am. I am Kelly's guardian. I don't know who this is anyway. Asha and Summer are with Debbie trying to sh- sort out the engagement party menus and they go on about bloody Summer, I'll tell you what. I d- <laughs> bloody hate Summer. <laughs> They're like, Debbie's like, oh, should we do, should we do pizzas and stuff? And then... Everyone's Summer- trying to get everyone to eat pizza this week in Coronation Street. Debbie's trying to get them to eat pizza. The Platts are trying to get Gabrielle to eat pizza. What is this? Summer's like, oh, I think we should have cicchetti instead, which is Italian tapas. I want to know, where was she when I was trying to organise my Eurovision Song Contest party, which was based on Italian food, and I was looking everywhere, Italian tapas, Italian tapas. I never found the word cicchetti. Well, now you know. Now I know, but it's too late. But also, the only thing I ever found when I was looking for Italian tapas and stuff like that was brioche. No, not brioche, it's called <laughs> bruschetta. bruschetta. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so... It's an extra 50p ahead, and now Debbie's going to charge you more money, and she's just going to do mini pizzas <laughs> instead of one big pizza. Wasn't there a scene, I can't remember whether it was this week or late last week, where, where Nina's talking about, or is it Asher, I can't remember, saying, oh, now I've got to pretty much organise this engagement party on my own, and someone's like, oh, am I, what am I then, chopped liver? Like, yeah, and you are a bit. You kind of are, and the story literally did just seem to forget her as the week went on, doesn't they? Was she even at the engagement party? I, I don't even remember like now. maybe what's happened is that Summer's died and she doesn't know she's a ghost. And she, because she hasn't realised, this is a bit like, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, a bit like Sixth Sense, what? where um, Bruce Willis's character doesn't realise that nobody's talking to him because he's a ghost. <laughs> well, if we see in a party... Maybe she's up, passed 
out and she's unconscious somewhere having if, a having a hallucination and all of this is just her summer's dream if we see her schmoozing it up with rick nealon and jeff metcalf then i think you're onto something Gemma, because um, that's where all the cool ghosts hang out i want them to bring back imran's ghost please yes i mean we've got two ghosts on coronation street come back now like in the space of as many months so why not imran come on the thing about coronation street we now, had his ghostly voice is that they've definitely established, if you didn't know already from when Jack died and Vera came back, that ghosts are truly canon. <laughs> or in indeed world... when Betty was haunted by Martha Longhurst. No, because that wasn't really a ghost, was it? But what did she hear? She heard the voice. I'm just Unresolved. telling you that the world of Weatherfield, ghosts are real. So I think everybody should apologise to Rosemary the Psychic because she obviously has real powers. Uh, yeah, she does actually, yeah. <laughs> it's not a sham after all. Ivy Tilsley should we should have known back then as yeah, well. Exactly. Many a ghost. There on are Coronation loads. Street. There are so many ghosts on Coronation Street. It's actually quite funny. I don't know. I don't it. know where the summer is actually one though. No, I'm not sure. I have to I have to look back and see um, <laughs> see which one is supposed to be the little boy character that's the psychic <laughs> that can only see her. I think it's Jake. So <sighs> party menu. Kelly turns up and she looks all distracted and then asking her if everything's okay and she said the police called and this was them, them calling Gary and they've told them her that they think they found the person who kidnapped her remember that no what happened there she got kidnapped when and got stuck down in a dungeon didn't she about oh, when yeah. was it about two months ago and I think back at the time we said oh that's that was resolved oh, quite yeah. quickly that's, it that's was like guy... a, a quick kidnapping was that the guy who kidnapped her because he was mad at her dad yeah 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 Okay. She was she was locked in a dungeon, and then she she said, "Call uh, no, what she say? Kelly's phone. Call Gary. Remember yeah, yeah. it's all coming back now." I'm just pretending to be stupid. Yeah. So at the time, I thought that seemed a bit pointless and just extra added drama to Kelly, but it did kind of set things up for this oh, week. Oh yeah, well, I'll hand it to them. I think that they knew that they were going to be doing this I week. Think they did. So, um, is everything okay? Oh no, I need to go and identify the person who kidnapped me. So she she dashes off to do that. She finds Todd. And she's like, Todd, you're dodgy, aren't you? You lived in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you, can, do you, do you know, know anyone... any, any dodgy wood dwellers? I think she's like, look, I know that you're a, um, I was going to say a state, a state agent. No, <laughs> I, I know you're a funeral director. State agent for corpses. But um, do you do any of the pre-dead stuff? Like the process of being alive to dead. Do you do that as a service? Oh, okay. and, don't and, turn Todd into a murderer. Todd's like, actually, that's a brilliant idea. We could branch <laughs> out. He's like, no, I don't know what you, I don't know. She says, um, someone I know is in trouble and I need some answers. And Todd says, look, your friend does not need to get involved in that sort of thing. And sort of goes off and leaves her without without any help. Kelly, Good on Todd. I've shown a bit of maturity this week. For once. Kelly meets Ardy in the shop and she tells him about having to go to the police station to ID this kidnapper and um, she wants her mum's stuff back. She goes through all the photos and Rick's there too and they're both looking at it together. It's quite sweet yeah. in a really perverse way. <laughs> and they're looking at a picture of Gary and Maria and um, and Rick's like, oh, and some people say we're dishonest. All oh, those duplicitous. Uh, all, all of his windasses. Well, a lot of his scenes this week were kind of really getting the bond of you're a Neil and I'm a Neil and we're Neilans together. Nobody takes a Neilan down. Nobody yeah, this is what Neilans pulls the do. wool over a Neilan's eyes, and that kind of feeds into her final scenes this week, doesn't it? I thought it was. I think it was quite clever. Yeah. So Kelly's got this identity to parade that on a computer. It's not very exciting, is it? She doesn't recognise any of them. Or does she? She's just pretending. She, does. she. So the problem with this is, 
Yes, they set it up very nicely with the um, with the kidnapping scene a month or two ago, whenever it was. But I don't think many of the viewers would remember what the guy looked like. I certainly didn't. I do remember so, him. So yeah, I think God. you did actually. So but when they came up on the screen, I was like, am I supposed to know that she's? She's pretending it. Maybe it's just me. I do have a problem. I'm sure I've said before on the podcast, I'm not very good at remembering people's faces at all. But um, yeah, he, she did actually see this guy, Kieran, who um, you'll later find Gemma in the notes I refer to as Goon, because it was only about the end of Wednesday's episode that I realised what he was called. Kieran and his mate, Heavy. It's called Heavy. Because I thought at the end of tonight's episode, the credits started rolling. Sorry, I let you talk in a minute. Credits started rolling. I was like, right, I need to find out what this second dude is called so that we're not just referring to him as Goon 2 when we talk about him on the podcast. Oh no, his character name is actually just Heavy. Which surprised me because he had some pretty heavy scenes and a few bits of heavy dialogue. But I sort of thought they could have at least given him a name. Harsh. Sometimes they give the, like, the most random people names. Yeah. What should we call him? Heavy. Now, what should we actually call them? Um, Josh. Josh the Heavy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Um, okay, so, uh, there, she's, she tries to speak to the guy, Kieran. Yes. On the way out. And, um, because they're like, off we go, we've just had our identity parade. We weren't identity. Which was digital, so I don't know why we came in. <laughs> well, I guess he's in the cells, isn't I he? I suppose they're like, he's right, He's been yeah. picked up by Craigie, probably. Uh... So they're, they're like been let free, haven't they? Yes. And so she says, listen, I want a favour for me not IDing you. I want you to kill Gary for £10,000. Oh. If you don't do it, I'm going to go in and tell everybody that you're Kieran. And um, I like you put a tweet out earlier this week, didn't you, saying that she should have actually offered him ten thousand pounds to do a very special job, which was fixing Steve McDonald's roof. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much it Gave cost. Gave me a chuckle. I mean, if you think about it, she could have at least, you know, done a good Samaritan act and as she was disappearing off to the, into the sunset in tonight's episode, gone and posted an extra 10k through number one Coronation Street, couldn't she? Just as an act of good faith. That's kind of like what Billy did that time, do you remember? He oh yeah, he did. Through. He stole money, didn't he? And then he gave it to everybody. Something like, like that. Robin Hood. Yeah. So, um... The, yeah, she the, wants to kill Gary. The man says, are you threatening me, little girl? And she says, I'm not little girl. I'm Kelly Nealon. <laughs> That was like the origin story for the villain. Yeah. Kelly's on the phone later and, um, because she wants the money from the trust fund and Gary, she can't get it without Gary's signature. And Gary, Gary's um, hear, overhearing her trying to access his cash and says, what do you need 10 grand for? And she says, she needs it for a house. I think that's what she said. I don't think so. I don't know. She, she might just says, I need it, shut up. And, he's, and um, she, he's also confused because... Maybe the, she said party. The kidnapper... Um, he, she doesn't, he doesn't understand why she couldn't ID him and it should have been easy. So she's like off in a huff. Meanwhile, lovely cherub-faced optimist RD mm. is showing Aaron and Simon the engagement ring that he's bought Those for two are just Kelly. happy to be in a scene. He sees Kelly and asks how it went at the police station and she says it was fine. She's very distracted. She rushes off. RD goes after her. She says, I want to get away from here. And Arlie's like, let's go on an engagement holiday and see the world. I'd love that. We should go away and rush off. And Kelly's like, Let, let's keep going until the money runs out. And Arlie's like, I don't know. I am a manager at a kebab shop. <laughs> um, and also have my A-levels and all that stuff. And Kelly's trying to convince him. Doesn't take long. And then Arlie gets down on one knee. He opens the box for the engagement ring upside down. And he says, let's have an adventure. So it was utterly adorable. Cute. I love him so much. Right. 
I, I very much love Ardy. I mean, he's back on the market again, Gemma, so we I might know. have to fight for him. All right. Um, I mean, it, no. he's obviously gotten over the fact that this time last year his dad was leaving him to burn to death in the car. <laughs> I know. Um, and Dev seems to have forgotten that too. Really, if I was Dev, I think Ardy would be my favourite child now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gary's chatting with Dev and the Rovers, and uh, they're like the dads now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Of the of the troublesome twosome. Yes. Dev tells him that he's set on not going to this party, and Jenny listens in and says, "Look, the last thing you anyone wants is somebody telling them not to do something, and you might regret if you don't go." And Tog comes in and says, "Gary, I think Kelly's up to no good because she was looking for dodgy people earlier." Back at home. Gary apologises to Kelly for having a little bit of a go at her and says, um, Todd's worried about you. What are you up to? And Kelly says, oh, I was just thinking about to kidnap her and stuff. Um, and I also want that money so I can go on holiday, please, with Ardy. And he's like, £10,000? I don't know. That's quite a lot of money going on holiday. But, well, guess it is your cash. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He has been saying, like, don't say no to children is basically what he's been telling Deb, so... Why He'd just be a hypocrite a, if he didn't give her that cash. Why is it not in a trust fund? If I, I don't understand this. If I was Gary, I'd be like, right, I know you probably think this is a bad idea, but we're spending some of your money and we're going to get a, per, a financial advisor in here and he's going to, or she, is going to tell you what to do with his cash. First of all, she needs to put it in one of their ISAs that you can get to buy mm. your first house. That's brilliant. Yeah. Those, those are really good. Anyway, um go to the bank and she's like oh you know I said 10,000 actually I would quite like 12,000 because she's obviously thought to herself ah crap if I'm paying 10,000 pound to get him to killed then I can't go on holiday <laughs> yeah this is her escape plan isn't it Dev sees Ardy at home later and says look I don't agree with you marrying this skank but I don't want to <laughs> lose you so I'm gonna be at the party if you still want me to come mm, Dev I love the other hand so much I want to scoop him up I'm going to put him in a little snow globe. <laughs> and then I can... What would it rain? Pigeon feathers. Yeah. Um, later, that's a great idea, can I just say? When they open the visitor centre at Coronation Street and they get some new merchandise <coughs> on the shelves, yes, please, globes. a series of themed snow globes with different characters and they have to be really badly done, like terribly don't look anything like <laughs> the people they're supposed to be. Just kitsch. Um, it would be, so we'd have Ardy, Asha and um, Dev and it would be, no, what would that be? What, what uh, would snow down on them? Money, because they're quite rich. Yeah. Um, we could have... Uh, I think they should have an exploding car in the background and just and bits of car bits ash. of suit. 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 <laughs> suit. Where did I go with that from? Um, obviously Tracy and Mary could have rose petals falling down. Yeah, yeah. Bernie and Gemma, just little slices of kebab meat <laughs> falling gently through the sky. I think Gemma's would just have nappies falling oh, down everywhere. Raining nappies. You think nappies. they're snowflakes, and then you look a bit closer, and it's actually some mini pampers. <laughs> think about it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Just these ideas are all for free. Later on, Kelly meets up with Mr. Kidnapper, aka Kieran. Kieran, Kieran, the, Kieran the Kidnapper. Kieran the Kidnapper. That's how you remember it's a little <laughs> It looks like he's. it's a deal. So she says, I'll give you £5,000 now and the rest when the job's done. Oh, this remind, This is giving me flashbacks to Mr. Whatever Man, Mr. Mr. Surgeon Man and, and Simon and the, and the banking app. What happened oh, yeah. with that? What? Nothing yeah, happened. Yeah, the Mr. Thorne story is, is he just... In, is he I don't really Florida? remember. I think maybe. 
I was kind of really gearing up for that to be a big story, but you're right, it, it is similar to that, because she, yeah, she transfers them on, his, uh, on her phone, doesn't she? Yeah. She's like, that's the way, the cool way to do it. Uh, it's not very smart, particularly, because you think there might be a bit There's of a bit trail. Of a tra- yeah. I think people might be able to follow that, but... Just imagine them standing there, on the, on, like, in Villain's Alley, also going, um, yeah, what's the sort code? Two, four, <laughs> seven. Did you say seven? No, nine. Hang on. Yeah. Eight, two. Yeah, and what's the name? Mr. Kieran Kidnapper. That's funny, isn't it? Well, she just boops in the £5,000, doesn't she? Oh, technology, visa contactless. Goes into the street, sees Ardy, he tells her about Dev agreeing to go to the party. Huzzah! So the thing that you, you didn't mention earlier that she um, he, he's saying right I'm, I'm going to do it tomorrow then oh, and yeah. she's like whoa hold your horses I'm not ready yet I need to get away oh yes yeah, and and, and that's, that's, this is another appearance Rick's of Rick like, Nealon yeah keep going every t- oh every time Rick appeared I was like I love whoa. him so much and we're not going to see him again now because Kelly's gone yeah but he could still hold Rick I mean Gary sorry Gary's still not been punished <sighs> anyway you know. anyway no no no. 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 So, right, so, so Kelly goes into the street. Sees Ali. Kelly, party, party. Have a party, party, holiday. No party first. Uh, fine, but we holiday after. Party, then holiday. Wednesday. Right. I'm just, I'm really, I'm suddenly tired because can, I've been making You can alternate chutney. days if you want. I've been do you want me to talk about Wednesday story? Oh, if you can't shut up, then do no, it. No, I can. I'll just let you do it. No, you do it. Do you want me to do it? This is what happened on Wednesday, everybody. There's a nice bit of balcony brooding from Kelly at the start. And apparently, word has it, that that scene with Kelly on the balcony there was supposed to be in tribute to the lovely Ina balcony scene. I'm glad that was pointed that out to me because I don't think I would have noticed otherwise. Bit of an odd choice, but fair dues. So she goes inside and Maria's there saying, oh, let me do your hair for the the party. I'm great at all that kind of stuff. And she does two little... Crappy plaits. I know, you could do that, couldn't you? I could do that myself. What? Which plaits are you talking about? Lily and, <laughs> Lily and Max? <laughs> um, Jake's there saying, oh, you're going to change your name after you get married. And Rick's right in there saying, you'll always be a Newland, my son, my daughter, I mean. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, I thought you might have um, opinions on the changing your name scene. What do you mean? Well, you, you you often like to speak up about women changing their name when they get married. Well, she decided didn't. that she wants... I can't remember what she actually said, actually. But, um, yeah, it's basically just another excuse for Rick, for Rick to pop up and, and remind her of her roots. Meanwhile... She might hyphenate. Oh, yeah. Nilahan. Alahan Nilan. I like Nilahan. Meanwhile, Addy's practising his speech as if he couldn't be cute enough already. And he's he's talking to Bernie about getting a ring on Kelly's finger and then getting the heck out of here. And because um, they're they're having this, they're planning a secret holiday, aren't they? And Bernie's like, well, "What do you mean?" He said, "Oh, I'm just, I'm just, we're just, we're just moving out of the house. We're going to live somewhere else." Then Kelly phones him up and says, "Right, we're booking the flights. It's really happening. We're going to this Thailand, wasn't it? That we're going to go to." Yeah. But we at the viewer see that the way she's booking the tickets are there one way. If it wasn't clear enough already, she ain't planning to come back to Weatherfield after uh, bumping off Gary. I like the way that Thailand is like the official Weatherfield destination for people that's just, that that's are feeling far away feeling glum yes so Thailand is the Asian place that's far away that's not Kuala Lumpur because only Raquel's allowed Kuala to Lumpur. go there yes so well that's what? where Jason lives and also yes. Gail goes Gail there quite goes regularly there <laughs> I think Gail's got yeah. a house there and also who can forget Fred's Thai bride Orchid who wasn't Beautiful. really from Thailand so Kelly gets her hair done and, they, and she has this lovely this quite a nice conversation sort of scene with, uh, with Maria saying oh did you 
She's, I think she's trying to ascertain if she knows anything about Gary, maybe, isn't she? Maria. She says, well, uh, uh, Kelly's trying to find out from here. She's like, did you ever have any doubts about Gary before marrying him? Was there it's anything kind he of ever a... did to put you off? Yeah, like, did he ever murder like, well, anyone? You think, no, I don't think I will. It was kind of partly maybe trying to ascertain whether she knows anything, but also I think that she is having slight doubts about, about Ardy and thinking, because she says later, oh, I just keep remembering the time when when I overheard Ardy telling Asha that the engagement was a joke. So she's feeling very insecure about everything at the moment. As we see, as the episode goes on, she has these massive regrets about um, sending Gary to his doom. But anyway, Maria says, no, if everyone has a wobble, it's fine. I promise to stay loyal to Gary and I have every intention of doing that. And Kelly's like, well, what if he does something really bad though? Like cheating? Worse than cheating. Maria has clearly no idea what she's talking about. I mean, Maria does obviously know that Gary is a bit of a killer, but she's got no idea that Kelly even has an inkling of that. Um, so Maria says, look, I know Gary's no angel or anything, but deep down, he's a good bloke. So, bistro time. Um, pause. This is something that we saw when we went to the filming, didn't we? The outside of the bistro. Yes, um, people so, kept mentioning it, didn't they, to us? Like, oh, did you see the outside of the bistro? Yeah, because we were there, if you remember, I don't want this to sound showy off. Uh, we had a great time. Nobody... You might want to hear about it. So when we went, we obviously were there for two days. We went on the Wednesday, which was when we saw a lot of Monday's upcoming episode being filmed. But then we went back on the Wednesday and we saw a scene being filmed in the street. And that's when we saw the bistro all made up with all the balloons and, uh, and the banners and everything. And some of the dialogue on Monday's episode episode will reference the engagement party so we saw that and we went aha that's where someone's having an engagement party but still at the time we had no idea where it was so we took a couple of secret pictures of that we are we? going to release our thoughts oh yeah 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 we will well you'll find out lots more about what we because we, we did some recording after we saw the things being done but anyway yes we saw the bistro being done it looks lovely in the flesh um right so um, Kelly kind of walking up towards the party with Gary they're kind of in a bit of a parade up the street aren't they and somebody comes and hands them glasses of champagne and stuff and she's talking to Gary about her dad and saying oh I wonder what he'd make of all this and she's still there are, there are definitely times during this where I'm thinking oh yeah is she going to back out is she, is she going to have regrets because she was treating she was doing a good job of covering the fact that she despises this man and wants to see him dead on a slab because mm. she was still being kind of quite familiar and, and foster daughtery with him and um, anyway she says oh, oh well uh, my dad my daddy Rick would never know what, what what Gary was like and that's the sad thing and Gary says you know what for what it's worth me and Maria are dead proud of you oh so sweet Anyway, they get to the bistro and Maria hurries them inside where there is a massive reception for them. And those people who like the big crowded Corrie scenes would not be disappointed by this because it was absolutely packed, wasn't it? It looked like there was a good 30, 40 people there. Interestingly, obviously, we also saw the bistro set when we went to visit and it was completely normal looking, wasn't it? So all of the extra frills and They whatever. must have filmed that before they filmed everything Yeah, else. yeah, I reckon so. That was so... Uh, it was all completely clear by we saw it. But I thought it looked very nice. Um, and and um, Ardy's there on the microphone looking very swish and he's on the microphone doing his speech saying how wonderful Kelly is, thanks everybody for coming and it's he, and he, he's kind of a bit awkward and embarrassed about it isn't he? It's one of these speeches where you go up and say oh yeah I just want to say thanks for coming and uh, thanks, thank you, thank you and oh you don't want to hear me talking. It was very very Ardy, absolutely pitch perfect Ardy I thought. So anyway, um, so... 
Yeah, there was, there was a bit of mushy stuff, and uh, and he's like, anyway, let's party. <laughs> <laughs> a party and all that. Yes. So, mid-party, Kelly gets a phone call from Kieran, who says, I'm on my way, I'm going to come and shoot Gary. I'm going to do it today. And she's like, bloody hell no, I'm in the middle of a party. Don't spoil my party, thank you very much. Tell you what. Yeah. Gary should have stayed at the party. It's always it's never bad oh, advice. He's gonna have Rich he's gonna have Richard Hillman appearing over his shoulder, isn't he? Because did you know that no, the Windasses and the Hillmans didn't or the Hillman I, didn't overlap each other, but that would have been quite fun. See, Coronation Street, again, more merch ideas. Instead of having all those insufferable live, laugh, love little uh, slogans but on bits of wood it should have things like should have stayed at the party. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so um yeah, th- she's saying please don't um, can you at least work, kill him tomorrow? And Kieran's like, nope, tomorrow's no good to me. Sorry, it's got now s- or never. I'll get, get my shih tzu, um trimmed. Exactly, I bet he's got one. So we, we're treated to a couple of other partying scenes, like a bit of dancing with Gary and Kelly and everything. And it's also, as, as a viewer, I was like, oh, this is really, really tense. It was, yeah. He, he's, like, he's dancing with the devil here, basically. So anyway, next up, highlight, we have Dev's turn on stage. Thank you very much, Mr. Scriptwriter or Mrs. Scriptwriter, for deciding to give Dev a scene on the spotlight because he does was... the best embarrassing dad speech. Owen Fox. Who's What's that? Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. I, well, I, can't I know remember. that Ellen Taylor um, did Friday's episode. She, she did, yes. I think, and, and I think earlier in the week there was an Ian Kershaw as well. And I think that they must have written these all in one go instead of two separate episodes. Quite possibly, yeah. Um, anyway, so Dad, Deb's there doing his dad's speech. He's like, I love Ardu. Kelly's lovely. So he's, I mean, he's, I don't he's know whether he's, drunk. he's, yeah, he's getting more drunk and, and, and I don't know whether he actually loves Kelly or he's just saying it because he knows that he doesn't want to lose his, his dear Ardu. But anyway, um, he gets Gary up on the stage. So Gary says, oh, Kelly's awesome. Proud to have her as part of the family and all that. And then... This then was so unexpected. We have a, yeah, I was like, oh, this is nice. This is lovely. It's a little bit tense because of everything that's going on with it's the hired goons and everything. She's got a hit out on him. Yeah, and so, and so Kelly like gives him a lovely surprise. hug, stands back and tells him... I know you murdered my dad and straight away I was like whoa I didn't expect it to come out like that and she just kind of says it kind of gives a knowing smile I think and, and walks off out of the out of the, uh, the building and Karen's like bloody hell how do you know that follows after her and then she sort walks of straight into yeah, yeah she's kind of she's kind of stressing out and then she kind of realises oh heck he's following me so she's kind of rushing over the cobbles he follows her around the corner where Kieran and Heavy are waiting one doofs him on the head and drags him into the van but Kieran goes over to um Kelly is like, right, give me all your money. I want, my, I want the rest of it, please. And she's like, you'll get it when you're dead. So when even, he's dead. When he's dead. Not when, yeah. So even at this point, even though she's having regrets about it happening in quite this way, she's still proper cold, isn't she? And he says, well, oh, you're a cold little bitch. And we did get a warning for foul language at the beginning of yep. the episode. Thank goodness. Disgusting. Otherwise, I might have just fainted and missed the rest of the episode then. A bit like Dev. Anyway, Dev did a faint today, didn't he? Yes, he did. He did a swoon. Yeah. Um, anyway, they drive off with Kelly standing outside looking somewhat regretful oh, over the mistake? circumstances that she is uh, setting in uh, motion here. So, 
Then we have a lovely scene with Nina and Kelly. There were just lovely little scenes all over the week this week. Millie, um, Millie Gibson, Molly Gallagher, wonderful together. Um, Nina says, uh, sees that Kelly's quite upset and Kelly says, look, again, I'm just really, really sorry for what happened with you and Seb. I think this was quite an important scene because obviously this week was going to be Kelly's last week in the show and... Even though it wasn't really needed, it felt nice that there was some kind of closure and, and straight just nothing but forgiveness from Nina there, wasn't there? I thought this was really funny because this was this was like a bit... It's uh, not the right word. I can't think of another word apart from schizophrenic, which is I know is not the correct word to use. But you've got kelly going around and kind of like being absolved of all of her sins by these people saying oh kelly you know you're good egg after all mm. um you know oh she is she is decent and lovely and and all those things were just terrible misunderstandings but she's also just called out a hit on her foster dad well this so is she's what... wrong all, she's been a wrong the whole time all along and anything she's ever done that's nice is just by coincidence well this is what she's kind of feeling through the week isn't it and, and everybody the more people that pile on top of her saying you're wonderful you're an I angel you're a good girl that's, and I she's know, going no i'm not i know i know but we're supposed to think oh oh actually no she's actually is decent or oh she's gonna get an attack of conscience here but really no it's just i was just watching it going yeah yeah she always no, has been. I, I love the duality of it rick was telling her you're a kneeling nothing you can do about it everyone else is saying you've grown from the knee nobody great. but she hasn't nobody normal goes <laughs> i know what i'm gonna do with my inheritance i'm gonna get my somebody killed <laughs> i know that it's a weird circumstance because it's a soap and it's dramatic and everything and uh, you know but really how many people upon hearing that oh um, you know this person killed your dad it's like revenge it's it's it, it's nurture not her nature Gemma she yeah she was brought up around um wrong-ins, wrong-ins and loan sharks and Sharon murderers, did her best so. okay I know I know for Sharon um for okay Laura. so anyway she Gary's gone off on his little van trip Kelly's having a lovely chat with Nina and and say and, and Kelly's saying I'm horrible I'm horrible and he's saying no you're not you've chosen to be nice and then we get the, a great quote of the week when in doubt be more Roy which is the advice that um nina lives by great stuff so the goons are taking gary back to the scene of the crime the original crime three years ago the greg woods where gary bumped off rick nealon the first time dug him a grave and gary's there with a bag on his head gets it taken off of him and uh, he realizes exactly where he is and um and, and then they tell him exactly why they're here as well he said we're here because of kelly she paid us to kill you like Here's poor the gary poor poor gary i know he kind of deserves it a little bit but to, to hear that your dear dear foster daughter is she still i don't even know has put a hit out on you that's gonna sting isn't it after he offered to pay for her engagement party. I too. know, I know. And then they chuck him a shovel and get him to dig his own grave. I lo- I didn't know any of this was happening. Because like we said earlier, we, we knew there was an engagement party. We obviously knew it would end up in the on the roof because Coronation Street wouldn't stop publicising it. Um, but all of this stuff in the woods. Did you have, did, had you seen any pictures of this? I think so. I, I'd seen none of it. And I don't even know whether it was in the trailer because I didn't see the trailer for the week. But um, this was brilliant. It was they, really great to see was, him back there where it all began. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the digging your own grave thing was very, um, very harrowing, wasn't it? Yeah. It was very dark. I would, I but it was just the filter. They actually filmed it in the middle of the day. Can't be bothered. Don't make me do that. <laughs> so the party continues back at Weather back in Weatherfield. And Maria's like going, Oh, I wonder where Gary is. And then um Jake 
and Liam really tug on the old heartstrings for Kelly Nealon by giving her a framed picture from the Star Trek party they had a few months ago. So it's all it's all adding yeah, up. Yeah, and then it? they say um, even when you're married, you'll still be our sister. Yeah. But actually, if you flip it over, it also says you might be a, a, a murderous bitch, but you at least you didn't arrange to have your foster father assassinated because he killed your dad. Yeah, and, and she's like, like, oh, oh no. I did do that actually. Oh no, I feel really bad because the children believe in me. <laughs> See, they had that, that kidnapping storyline those few months ago just so they could set up the kidnappers. Was the only reason that they had that Star Trek party so that Liam and Jake could give her a photograph of it? I'm starting to wonder. I think that, but it worked um, for me. I think that some people might look at that picture of her, their whole family in cosplay and decide that it's murder-suicide for the lot. <laughs> right, so, um, speaking of Star Trek, I'm just trying to make a segue here. The goons are there with a gun, but have they got it set to stun? <laughs> or is it on kill? <laughs> it does good. Um, anyway, what? sorry, that was terrible. It's fine, um, it's about on Oh, we're not even on that scene next. So Ardy finds Kelly having a bit of a fret in the office and she says it's just getting a bit too much for her bless. She's going to phone up Amy to check on her. But actually, she's not phoning Where's up Amy. Amy. Poor for? Amy, not in it this week because her and Jacob are sick or something. Oh. I think I think that Elmer Vaney and, uh, and Jack just couldn't make it. Yeah, <coughs> They couldn't even fit Kelly properly into the week. I don't think there was really any Come time on. for those two. But anyway, no, she is phoning Kieran. And uh, meanwhile, Carrie is... Gary. Gary is six feet. No, no he's, not. he's not. No, he's not. He's he's kind of knee deep at the moment. I wonder how long it would take. Kneeling deep. Kneeling deep. Yeah, um, in the grave. You definitely need to make sure that you get down low enough, otherwise you get dug up again by yeah. a. I don't. I literally. Animal. I don't know whether I could dig my own grave. I'm too weedy. It's really hard. It's yeah. really di- like I tried to dig, um, the stones out of our garden, and it was impossible. Yeah. So it depends on what the soil is like. If it's got a nice, loose, loamy... Yeah, loamy. See, we've got quite stony and like clay-based soil. So (laughs) I would need to go out there and have a bit of a sample of the soil just to see also, you know, the density and uh, whether there's any large rocks. Well, Gary had dug up a grave there before, I suppose. So they they must have known. What kind of tools are you providing? You know, are there going to be any mandated break times? I wanted to know because I don't think that it had been confirmed, but maybe I'm wrong. How did goons know that Rick had originally been buried in the woods because he was dug up at Weatherfield Football There was a whole. There was a whole thing, the scene that they they probably cut where where, um, Kieran and and Kelly were exchanging bank details and he was going through saying trying to upsell her going we've got a gold package actually for two twenty thousand we'll do Maria as well mm-hmm. and um we will we will engrave their names on a bullet we can put you can put your dad's name on a bullet and shoot him with that what's this like. got to do with the woods well that was part of what she's like where will you bury them <laughs> they're like well you know for ten thousand it will just be the woods twenty thousand we could uh, drag him into a canal or something, let him float fine, around like a, with a big bloated I mean, to, to be fair, £10,000 for killing someone seems like a pretty good deal. It's, it's too, it's too it's not sick, enough it's ma- money. It costs the same amount as redoing our roof that's last I mean. year, that's isn't it? That's what I was saying. Well, that's the same as Steve McDonald's roof. Yeah, It's yeah. like, I think if, if you're going to give me career day uh, in Weatherfield, where they have hi mm. i'm gonna go for assassin so, so kelly needs to like when i don't know where she's heading on a, a, a disappearance no, she she's she turn up like at the stock exchange or something and she could make a killing she's a she's got a good head for no, she doesn't what well because she can get a good well, deal she can get a good deal yeah 
£10,000 for that. Walking through a farmer's market. She just needs to, to flutter those pretty eyelashes no, at no. them. Walking down the farmer's market and they're like, mangoes, mangoes, two for £5. He's like, I'll give you £10,000. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we digress. So um, Gary's Gary's knee deep in, in grave and Kelly says, I want to call off the killing. I've had, a, I've had an attack of conscience. But now we, I'll now transfer it's... you all the money. I've got no. unloaded anything. No, now there's a grave and nobody to go in it. That's just sad, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a wedding without a bride. <laughs> she, says, she says, well, I'm going to call the police if I have to. And, she's, and they're like, John okay, then. okay, you're the boss. And then he puts the phone down. He didn't explain to her the two-week calling off period as part of the contract when they originally set down uh, the terms. Very of true. You should have read the small print, mm-hmm. Kelly. <laughs> so um, Gary has got no idea, meanwhile, what's being said. So they're just saying, look, don't, there's nothing to do with you. You carry on your digging, mate. So, um, and then, then Heavy with the gun is left alone while Kieran buggers off somewhere. Um, back at the party, Adi asks Asher to be his best man. Lovely. I love it. Oh, Alahans. Stop being so damn adorable, Alahans. Also, Asher's hair this week. Yeah, you know, party blue streaks. It felt very Spice Girls. Do you reckon I was going more Phyllis Pierce? But yeah, I suppose... That's the wrong shade of blue. <laughs> um, it she... was very sporty spice, wasn't it? It was quite sporty, yeah. High, a high ponytail with fake bits of blue hair coming off of it. Interesting choice. Is that choice. what the kids are into these days? You guys, I tell you what. No, I don't know. You will be shocked when I tell you about hair mascara. You're going to love it. <laughs> so anyway, Asha is obviously dead chuffed at that. There's devs happy. They all have a lovely hug. And it's a, it, and, and everyone at home's going, oh, oh what's going to happen? No. This is like the I'm hug too of doom. Too, yeah, nobody in a soap can be this happy. So then Kelly takes the opportunity to come over, yank Ardy away and says, look, I reckon we should just go now. I'm just tired. And let's, let's go back to the hotel. And he's like, okay, I'm up for the idea of an early dart and a bit of hanky-panky before, before we go <laughs> off. So um, <laughs> off they go. Meanwhile, back in the woods, the grave digging is continuing with uh, with heavy watching over him with his shotgun. And Gary's is like, "Is it a shotgun or a handgun?" It's a it's a shotgun. He had a shot. There were There's two more guns. than one gun. There, there was guns aplenty in Coronation Street this week. Um, Gary says, "Look, God, you don't want to shoot me. Hate breeds hate and everything. If you kill me, you're never gonna you're never gonna stop." Forgetting it, I'm gonna be haunting you. Yeah. It's, a, it's a thing now. Ghosts you see Rick Nealon, and, and and Blokey says, um, I can't remember what he says, but it was something that made Gary realise that Kieran's going after Kelly. He says so, Kieran's gone after Kelly. Something like that. Gary at this point realises, hang on a minute, I'm armed. I've got a massive shovel in my hands. Yeah. I'm quite handy with it with a blunt implement. I wax him round the head. Pat Phelan out. Yes, exactly. And he does. He Pat Phelan's him, knocking him out cold. <laughs> And Gary's like, oh, I better not have killed him again. He, he goes up and he says, you're not dead, are you? You're not dead. And and I guess he kind of groans or something. He's like, oh, thank goodness for that. Oh, you that really, really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that was really unnecessary. <laughs> so Gary Gary is now. freed. He phones up Kelly saying, watch out, Kieran's coming after you. Then he phones up Maria. What is but Kieran's it's... problem? If, it, if somebody gave me £10,000 and all I had to do was watch a man dig a hole... For half an hour. Did you do it? I'd be fr- thrilled. He really doesn't like Kelly, though, for some reason. He Mate. just wants to get revenge from beyond the grave. Of, yeah, beyond, beyond the grave, literally, but not figuratively. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, yeah, Gary's speaking to Jake on the phone because Maria's not there. And um, Jake also lets Gary know that Kelly has gone to the, the fancy bonking hotel. <laughs> Gary's phone <laughs> then chooses 
that moment to die. Oh no! Uh-oh. So maybe no the phone. hit was out Stone on his phone. Stone Age Gary. Ardy and Kelly arrive at the hotel. Look, can I just say that Gary's phone running out of battery was like one of the most logical ways that they've ever written in that somebody doesn't get information that they need to get on time. Yeah. Because normally it's like, why didn't they just phone? Why didn't you just phone me? Oh, because it's more dramatic to do it like this. <laughs> it was it was quite handily convenient for the plot. Um, good job he didn't get a well, phone it's quite upgrade to the iPhone because that's got all day battery. Maybe he's got an iPhone 6s. Who would have one of those? Next up. Um, I yes. mean, Gary at the hotel. Oh, yeah, they're at the hotel. No, Kelly, not Gary. Kelly and Hardy Ardy and Gary get to the hotel. And Gary's like, oh, I need a shower. I've just been digging my own grave. It's Kelly disgusting. sees that two missed calls have come through from Gary. Um, and and Ardy's that she, she like hides the phone behind her back, doesn't she? And it's buzzing very, very loudly. But Ardy, is, he's got no idea. He's just, um, he's, he's too, loved up. He's loved up and, and ready to, to hit the hay. But um, actually, she's like, oh, go, go and run yourself a nice bath, Ardy. And because um, Kieran's ringing now. And uh, so Ardy goes into the bathroom and um, it's... Kieran says the Kieran plan's says gone the wrong. plan's gone wrong. Thank you very much. Where are you? She says I'm at the hotel. Why? I don't really know. I can't we couldn't really figure this out, but never mind. It was very I don't helpful understand. for the plot. What is, his, what is Kieran's plan now? Maybe she just like, can you come back to the hotel and you can transfer Kieran, me back the 5,000 pounds? This is what I don't pounds? get. What made Kieran snap so much that he's like... Right, if I'm not, I've got to kill somebody now because I'm in the mood for it. Yeah, he's got his killing, he's, he's killing mood in. He's, he's got himself wild up. If I don't kill anybody, if I go home to my girlfriend, kill her, <laughs> I don't so. bring back a corpse for her to put in the oven, then she's going to, she's gonna get really never going really to hear the end of it. He's got his killing pants on, Gemma. Yeah. He's got his lucky killing uh, pants. If he doesn't get a killing pants, kill him when someone. he's wearing the killing pants. Exactly, exactly. So, um, he arrives at the hotel, does Kieran, phones Kelly up, she dashes to the lift, just as, oh, he almost missed, he almost caught her. As she gets downstairs, Gary goes into the other lift to go up to Gary meet her. Gary goes in the lift to go up bit first, a, and then she comes out. Yes, it was a bit of a sliding Otherwise doors they moment. Met each other, so, they? Kelly meets Kieran outside, and then she's sprung on from behind by the other bloke. Heavy. Yes, heavy. Tell you what, heavy's quite resilient, isn't he? Yeah, he is. The last time we saw him, he was on the floor being, being whacked to death by a shovel. There weren't two heavies, were there? Maybe there were two heavies. Doesn't matter. It was dark in the other scene. We might expect to notice this. So, anyway, they bundle her into the van and um, and, 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 he, and he says, scream like that again and you'll go the way of Gary. I'm Ooh. glad that you read this. Yes. Friday. Because you've written in Yoga the Way of Gary. I, I haven't. Like, it's this what is Mac Yoga is also the Way correcting. of Gary? Right. I'm going to be quiet now because it's Friday. You can talk about this. So Ardy's over to you. When he CGI the door. spectacular. Do you want me to say what happened? Yes. On Friday, Ardy is surprised when he opens the door and Gary's there and he, where's Kelly? Maybe he's starting to wonder, are Kelly and Gary the same person? Have I ever seen them together? Yeah, I have. That doesn't make any sense. There you go that theory. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, Gary and Ardy track Kelly's phone and um, she's moving around so Ardy wants to follow and uh, they both run off and, and Ardy's like I'll drive which I absolutely love that the fact that that, um, that he's he gets to drive the, the rescue car well he's passed his test now hasn't he exactly he's like <coughs> mirror signal manoeuvre check your mirrors constantly <laughs> Doing a steering properly. Don't crush your it's hands like, over when you steer. Hold your hands at ten and two. Stop at an orange light. Don't wait for it Don't to go red. Don't speed up when you see <laughs> when you see it turning. Right. So um, 
Uh, they get to the Southampton building, they get out and they find Kelly's phone on the floor. Meanwhile, Kelly's being dragged out of the van and uh, Kieran and Heavy say, we're going to take you to the top of the building and chuck you off. Why? Because You're not getting nasty. paid for that. Yeah, but they're not getting paid for that bit. Because they want to frame Gary, don't they? They're going to... Okay. Or is it the other way around? So later on, they take, her, they take her up to the roof and their plan is to make it look like she's killed herself and the fingerprints will make it look like she oh, killed yeah. Gary with a gun. Yes, that's and right. And so they're going to chuck her off the roof with, with a gun and then go back in time and kill Gary. Yes. They're not really thought this through. Kelly's begging for her life and she's like, I can't, you can't kill me because I'm the one with all the money and who's going to pay for this wall if, if, I, if you can't get to my trust fund? <laughs> Yeah, she's got four hundred thousand pounds in her bank, which will uh, which will rent you a bottle new wall for nearly a week. Yeah. So um, so this was the scene that they filmed and they advertised and they talked about the technology was the We're same going as to the talk Marvel about film. It later. But I'm just explaining it. The rooftop scene, all of this was filmed against something called a volume wall, which is like a, like um green screen, except it's the the actors can see what's there. Right, so what it is, you, you've started talking about it now, so I'll tell you, I've been doing some reading up about this. So what a volume wall, I believe, is, is a special kind of um, projection thing. So it's not a green screen. The actors can see that it's there. It's like little mini LED lights that are making this. But the way that it's, my, where it's magic is that it tracks the camera movement. So while, where, rather than projecting a 2D image onto the screen, if the camera's moving left or right or up or down or whatever, the image on the screen moves, moves to so follow with the camera. So it's obviously it does a much better job of looking 3D rather than being completely flat. And this is what they, you know, as, as all the advertising say, they use it in The Mandalorian. They use it in all the Marvel films and everything. It's very, very, very clever stuff. Jolly expensive. My favourite Never before bit seen in British soap. Of The Mandalorian was that time when um, he confronted somebody on, on the top of a roof in the middle of Manchester. Yeah, love that. The thing is, so they must have... I, the we, Mandalorian Mancunian. <laughs> we don't know a lot about this, really, as you can tell. I we didn't, that was a fairly But succinct. listen to what I'm saying. Obviously, you can't just have a video of... A, a, like You can't just project a, a rooftop image. You have to have created a, a computer-generated... Yeah, 3D model 3D thing. models with, with different layers so that the camera can move and... Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, that's yeah. my point, Michael. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just a, not just a, a night scene. No, it's not just the wall itself that's expensive or anything. It's like all that. the it's generation all the... of the of the animation or whatever it is yeah. that they've done. I mean, it is. It does seem like a lot of faff for reproducing something that feels very much like they could have gone and done it on an actual roof. On an actual roof, because the whole thing would have looked realistic, and it would have moved with the camera. I'm going to sh- I'm going to hold my opinions on it until after we after we've finished saying what's happened. I mean, they could have done. They could have filled, We could have gone on holiday with Ardy and Kelly to Thailand, couldn't we? Yeah. We could have gone on like a little boat trip with them, and uh, seen the the river hawkers selling them sticky rice and stuff. <laughs> but no, we got a Manchester nightscape in three D. It's quite impressive. I don't think that. What it was used for was as impressive as the technology is. I'm saying nothing. I know uh, that's as yeah. bad as I'm going to get about that. Anyway, they're on the f- they're on a rooftop. Don't worry, she's not going to die because it's not real. But she doesn't know that because she's just a character. 
So Kelly's like, don't do this. Don't kill me. I've got all my money. You can have it. And Kieran's like, I don't care. And he pulls out a gun. That's a handgun, these guys, isn't it? Ardy and Gary driving around. They recognise the van. Then they hear Kelly going, help, help, I'm up on the roof. <laughs> and then we get a, like a zoom a zoom shot. As the, the, I don't know how they did this. This was not to do with the volume wall, was it? This is no. a different thing. So it's, the, the camera zooms up the side of the building and then we get to see Kelly on top. Now, if they, if they had done a real location shot, they could have used a drone to film this and it would have looked better, I think. Because I felt like I was watching a Batman cartoon. <laughs> That's what I want you to think. Anyway, Kelly's now on the ledge and they're backing her up towards it. And uh, she knocks a bottle off and then we go back down with the camera following this animated bottle as it, as it goes. And then it cuts to a real bottle being smashed. Because obviously it's more expensive to animate all, this, all the glass flying everywhere <laughs> than it is <laughs> just, a, just one floor. bottle spinning down. Anyway, Gary sneaked onto the roof and Kieran's like, push her off. And she's and he's like, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> Did you write the dialogue for this episode? No, I shan't. No, let's just undermine her confidence until she wants to jump herself. <laughs> Kelly, your plats are dumb. <laughs> Kelly, your skirt's too short. <laughs> um, Gary uh, leaps out and says, no, stop, which doesn't feel like a very good use of the element of surprise, does it? Imagine if she, he jumped out and Kelly gone, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fell backwards. <laughs> that was, that was a risky move, you're right. Don't surprise people on a ledge, Gary, <laughs> idiot. Anyway, it doesn't work. They grab him and restrain him. Now they've got, they've got two hostages and they want to kill both of them. So that's quite handy, isn't it? Mm. No, their plan is just, they basically just, if I was Kieran, I'd be like, well, this is very handy because I want her to pretend, I want people to think that she shot you. You're here, she's here. Guns here. Thanks very much. Brilliant. It doesn't work out for Kieran though, does it? Because he's not a main character. So, <laughs> Michael's just distracting me. Meanwhile, right? Gary says, "Take me instead." Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, both of you. It's not either or. <laughs> Meanwhile, Maria's at the bistro on the phone, leaving a message for Gary. Where is he? This is where, if we didn't know what was coming next, we'd be going, ooh, maybe Maria's voice message will be used in a court case to un- so that Gary will get in trouble because Kieran will say, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, don't think this is going to come up, come up. Kieran makes Gary beg to kill him instead. And he's like, please kill me. He doesn't even make him kneel down. I would. Mm-hmm. And then Kieran says, no, just a joke. You're going to kill both of you. Then he pulls the trigger. <laughs> No! You can imagine. You saw it. Uh, he, he jumps in front of the, the gun and he gets shot. Um, and now the gun's like, well, I've got one bullet and that's it. Uh, then the police are coming and the baddies are like, yoink, let's <laughs> run off. So poor Ardy. So endeth on the rooftop scenes. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Now Ardy's on the floor. It's like, ow, pain. And uh, Gary and Kelly both like, <laughs> we couldn't have messed this up. And everybody at home is going, oh my gosh, Ardy's dead. And, no. And we were going, we know that he doesn't die. <laughs> we know. We, we, we know, know he at least survives till Monday. Dev and Maria go to number seven. Dev gets a call from Gary and he's like, he topples to the floor because he's already drunk. And then he finds out that his he's son's top- been... He does an upsy-daisy with... 
with the with the emotion, doesn't he? He's emotional. His son's been shot, and this is exactly what he was worried about when when Ardy said that Kelly he wanted to marry Kelly, and Devil's like, "Don't do that because the next thing you know, you're going to get shot on a rooftop by a goon," <laughs> and they were like, "That won't ever happen." <laughs> but he was right all along, that and that's knows. probably what's sustaining him. Mm. Dev and Asha arrive at the hospital. There were some very great scenes. I really enjoyed watching. It was very brief with Dev, Asha, Gary and Kelly all in the hospital together. Very brief scene, but they were really... It's really well acted, all of them. So it's so, such a good job. Oh, Jimmy Harkison can always be relied upon to knock it out of the park when you need a bit of, bit of heavy drama. Ardy's in surgery and Gary's like, sorry about all this. <laughs> my bad um, but he says that Ardy wouldn't take no for an answer what does that mean what Gary was like no and Ardy's <laughs> like oh I can't take no for an answer I'm running midair. in uh, any case it's not Kelly's fault no matter what which it doesn't sound convincing later on Ardy's fine the, the whole bullet was removed no vital <laughs> organs were hit and then a policeman comes in and says we've caught the two men guess what weird uh, one of them was one of the people that kidnapped Kelly before, and he was in that identity parade. Yeah, it's like have you? Did you recognise her? And and then he goes up to Gary and says, "Does she need contact lenses?" Have you asked her? She... <laughs> Dev's like, "I can't believe this." Um, and then they say, "Oh, only one person can go in <coughs> to see Ardy," and they're like, "Kelly's the Kelly's the fiance. She should go in." And Dev says, "No, he's n- she's nothing to him," or the other way around. But anyway, she gets to go in. Kelly goes in to see Ardy. He wakes up and he's like... No hard feelings. That's my Ardy joke. I think I just had to jump in and say that in case you, you did. didn't in case you didn't get it yourself. Kelly's crying and she confesses everything. She says, I'm a wrong in. I've got to go. I've got to go away from everyone. I'm toxic. And he's like, what do you mean? What's going on? And she says, look, you're too good for me. Uh, you'll make a great husband one day. Just not, not to me. She goes back home. Liam's there, and uh, he can tell something's a bit off. Maria says, go to bed, Liam. And Kelly realises that Maria knew about Gary killing Rick all this time, and feels betrayed. And Gary gets home, time for Kelly to, to nearly be ready to leave, and he says, let me explain. And he, um, and then we cut to Dev seeing Ardy, and he's angry, and he asks Dev if Kelly is leaving because of him and Dev says no and then Ardy says I loved her dad oh poor Ardy gotta get that heartbreak out of the way I know and then you can have a beautiful future relationship with absolutely no (laughs) downsides for the rest of the time you're in the show so then we finally get to see Gary confessing really what happened to Kelly um to Rick what happened to he's confessing to Kelly what happened to Rick and um He's explaining, like, oh, I owed him money. Um, he threatened Sarah and the kids. Like, can you remember that he was going out with Sarah? No, I forgot about that. Um, he says that he pretended to take Sarah hostage and we went to the woods together and he was going to kill me, but I hit him and then he went down and then he died and never meant to kill him. That's what happened. Um, it was him or or my family. And Kelly's like, you're sick. Why did you take me in to make yourself feel better? And he's like, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> and he says... I also wanted to get one over on him, ran, you know. Yeah. Um, he says he sees so much of in her. And they're both damaged, but they're, we're yeah, both says, good people. He says he people. sees himself in her. Like... We're both good people. And Kelly says, hang on a minute. I remember now, my mum said she did it. You must have made her say that. 
And he says, no, I didn't even know she was doing it. It was her idea. And she says, um, you, I never got to say goodbye to my mum because of you. And he's, Gary, Gary's like, to be fair, actually, I told you to go and see her before she died. And that doesn't really help, does no. it? No. Um, she doesn't like to be. She's very emotional. She's very moment. emotional. The whole world's come crashing down. I really, I really wish that this was more of the episode, to be honest, because I think this was more like the conclusion part or like the epilogue yeah i mean all the rooftop stuff was that was the, that that was was the main drama but, but, but i really really would have preferred this to have been a more drawn out kind of lengthy scene where kelly slowly put, puts together all the ways that gary has been like this shadowy puppet master who's mm-hmm. been manipulating her and her family um but anyway it was really well acted it was really it was well written i just it felt like i wanted a bit more of it um because i'm glutton like that Anyway, um, he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. Didn't didn't mean for all this to happen. And the police are coming now. So it's all over. And she says, no, I, I, I lied. I didn't really tell the police on you. Um, you would have died for me on the roof. So in some kind of messed up way, now we're even. But I can't stay here. Because if I do, I'm always going to be reminded of my dad. Because he's actually a ghost and she, he lives in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he hangs out in the alley opposite, opposite yeah. as well. Like. <laughs> I, I don't want to be... She's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll become him if I stay around here too like, long. Like, really, just don't lend money to people. And it, that's the slippery slope. <laughs> so she doesn't want to be a Neelan anymore. She wants to be Kelly. R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Which has got a much more... Um, storied background <laughs> so she has to go and Ke- gary says i love you and she says she loves him and leaves and then maria pops out like oh god glad she's gone That's maria awkward. like just loitering in the corridor isn't she she's, she's listening like, she's got she like gone, a glass she goes, sorry i can't help it gary i was listening it was just really, really wow exciting that was dramatic stuff. wasn't it i heard about everything about how you killed rick as well god what a man whoa wow <laughs> So um, they hug each other and uh, they're both crying and Gary's crying and Maria's crying. So sad. And then we finally get to see Kelly, her final shot as she leaves the flats and she walks off into the darkness with her little duffel bag off to a new bright future as, I don't know, Kelly, what can her surname be? Kelly Smith. Kelly Phelan. Kelly Lorraine. (laughs) Don't get shot in the arse. So... Do you not that. think that if she doesn't want to be Neelan, she could be a Phelan? Yes, definitely. What sounds like Neelan, but isn't Neelan, Kelly has got Phelan. absolutely no negative connotations Kelly in, this, in this show. Kelly Reelan. Right, that was what happened there. So, um, what should we talk Kelly, about first? Kelly Peelan. How, how did you find the experience of watching this week's episodes, knowing what's going... What? She could become a drugs lord and yes. call herself... Kelly Dealand. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so Sorry, all right. knowing what's gonna happen on Monday, do you think it affect did did you like it? Did you do kind you of think... feel a bit like could... Listen, okay, right. Uh, I, I get of... what you're trying to ask me. I found it very difficult to be objective at all this week. Mm. Um I knew where, what was going on, I knew how they'd filmed it, I knew how much it cost. I knew what was going to happen and and the fact that this character was going to be all right, that character that was going to happen to them, you know, thing he's going to be shot and, and things that are going to happen on Monday. So it was very exciting watching it originally. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. We had a great time trying to piece together our theories of how we were going to get from where the show was in August to where it is now. Um, but I really think that spoiler free is the way to go for me because... 
knowing what was going to happen. Like, I, we knew that Ardy was going to get shot. So when he jumped in front of the, the gun and got killed, like, that was the cheesiest way that could that have happened. Yeah, it was. But yeah, exactly. And, and I'd seen lots of people theorising about, you know, Ardy's going gonna, Ardy's gonna to not come out well from this because the whole this whole relationship just had Nina and Severin and all over yeah. it, didn't it? From just how schmaltzy cute it was. So it, it felt kind of obvious that Ardy was going to either go, not going not gonna to do so well. But, but I think I'd have been, I probably would have been absolutely terrified about Ardy leaving if we hadn't if, if known, we hadn't known that in Monday's episode he is not dead. I mean, he still could, as far as we know. But yeah, we knew that he wasn't going to be dead that night. Um, oh no! So you know, it was kind of it was quite good seeing people go. Oh, I'm really worried about Ardy, and I've seen a few people go. Oh my gosh, I think Ardy's going to die, and I've been there going, ha ha ha! I know that he's not, and don't worry, you, you've got nothing to worry about. So that that was quite fun. But yeah, yeah I think I would have been caught be... up in the emotion even more if if I hadn't known what was going to happen. But I did. I obviously loved the experience of seeing these these upcoming scenes being filmed. It's, 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 it, was, it was nice as an experience. Just to be absolutely clear on this, it very well may be that something could happen to Ardy next week because um, that's what happened to Sunita. She died in hospital. Lots yeah, yeah. Of, um, who, who else? Who's the one who got chucked off? Tina. Tina. She died later in hospital. There have been lots of ex- lots of um, examples of characters who have later died in hospital after you think that they're safe. Yeah, so, but I mean, but but um, Ardy did seem you know pretty okay. He seems doc- fine. The doctors said that they didn't hit any vital I'm organs. I'm just or explaining, anything, so. Michael. I don't yeah, want yeah, yeah. people to think that we're giving them spoilers about stuff. Or false hope. But yeah, as I'm far just as tell- we know, I'm just Ardy's, saying. Ardy's I'm just fine. explaining. We literally, I think, past Monday. That's it. That, mm. that that is when we run out of. Yeah. Ideas. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We don't know what happens post Monday. No. Um. Yeah. No. You're right. It was difficult to be objective about the whole thing. But um. Yeah. Getting. Yeah. All, all the stuff with the woods and everything was was was, was new to See, me. See, the thing is, um, we were watching it for the journey of how it gets from. From what we know, from what from where we were to what we know happened, right? But that's not the point, is it? The destination is the most exciting thing, but we already knew where we were going. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the fact we got that a different kind of enjoyment. From we got it. a different kind of enjoyment, but um, it would definitely would have been more exciting to have watched it and seen Ardy go. Wah! But yeah, that was awful because we knew that yeah he was going to be shot, and I said to you like a few minutes before, yeah. oh, was he going to jump in front of the bullet and go no as a joke? And they did. It was yeah, but you oh, wouldn't have known gosh. that that was that's not that wasn't like oh that's so obvious that that was going to happen. I don't know. I wonder. Did people at home let us know? Did you also foresee Hardy jumping in front of the bullet and going no? Because we knew he was going to be shot, but it was it was so bad and it wasn't. What do you mean it was so bad? It, because it was so cheesy. It was it was mega cheesy, and it is no it, it is not the fault of the performers or anything. But they were really going it to town quite, on the on the high drama. I high just want to say, I really, I don't, th- I just don't think you can do people jumping in front of things. No, without it, it being funny, it's become a cliche now, yeah. hasn't it? It's it's become a joke. No, nobody will ever jump in front of anyone's bullet again and get the full level of drama that you want to from yeah. it. No. So, can we? It's talk- best just to let them get shot. Can we talk about the special effects? You can. Yeah, I I've already said. I bloody hated them. I thought it was Michael, awful. Can you just and I'm not be saying respectful? That, I, I'm sorry. I, I that's my 
Okay. I'll say I'll say one thing, right? Okay. So there's so. I was really disappointed. There were two. There were two angles, weren't there? There was the the stuff behind them, and then the the the, um. Or the CG bottle droppings. No, no, no. There was the stuff behind, and then there was the stuff um where she was standing. So there's two aspects. So you see, you know, like north or and south. Yeah. Because you got to oh, see yeah, her yeah, standing yeah. on the wall, and then you also got to see where she was looking. Mm. And there was a bit where she was standing, and we got to see like the roof behind her and all of the bits. And that was really wound me up because there was a sort of a chimney that was emitting smoke, but the animation of the smoke was like a second long. So it just kept repeating the same animation of the smoke, just going round and round and round, and it just looked really crap. Yeah. And that's all I'm gonna say. I, when. We, we heard about I've got, this. I've got no idea how much that cost. It must have cost a bomb. But I just feel like they could have done a real chimney. We heard about this volume all back when we went to, to Coronation Street Studios and we were told about it and uh, it, it, they were very excited about it's it. It's very impressive And, and Ian McLeod has done interviews. He did that Zoom interview which was published back at the beginning of September where he was very excited about it. And I imagine if you're working on TV, if you're on a continuing drama like Coronation Street and you're not used to anything like that, being told, well, you're getting this Hollywood technology, you are clearly going to be excited by it. You're going to think it's amazing. Um, and I think Coronation Street's... I think part, part of the problem that I was disappointed by it is because it was, you know, sold to me as being this this amazing thing. And I'd rather that they hadn't mentioned it beforehand. And they were really went to town with, with like, you know, they had the trailer, they had the, here's the behind the scenes, how we film the stuff that you haven't even seen yet. I mean, why put that on your social media channels days before? I mean, obviously it is to try and entice people to watch it, but... I don't know. I, I'm really interested to know what the general consensus on all the CG stuff or, or on the volume wall stuff is because I just think it looked so, so dreadfully fake. It did not look that... Michael... I'm just telling you what I think. I know, but I think you're... I, and I, I think don't part think, of the reason I, I thought it was fake is because I'd built it up to be something big in my head because Coronation Street said it was something big. So when they stepped out onto the, onto the thing, I was expecting it to be like this seamless... Um, the CGI who don't know where the real world stops and the CGI world ends. Like, it's kind of experience and it wasn't. It just, the, 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 the humans felt like they were very, very separate from this background, which kind of looked blurry in the distance. It was kind of changing focus. Like there was, the, there was also the scene where Gary and Ardia are in the car and I think they had the volume all behind them as well for the driving scenes. And I, it was just, so I was looking out for it and... I was distracted almost from some of the action, from some of the action and the dialogue and everything that was going on the scenes because I was looking at this CGI stuff and they could have done maybe it wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been able to get quite the same angles and you know they'd have had to have all the safety equipment and all that but it feels like they could have done a fairly decent job. I don't know about how these things work if they'd actually gone to a proper roof. Let's remember the scene with Phelan and Eileen up in the roof back five, six years ago or whatever, when he took her to, I don't even remember where it was now, and we were like, oh my gosh, is Phelan gonna push Eileen off the roof? That to me had a lot more tension because I was I was hooked into the dialogue and, and everything and, and it just felt very real. This to me, and I'm just saying to me, this is my opinion yeah, on right, it, we know. did not feel real it, it looked wrong the, the the i don't know whether like the lighting on the characters doesn't work i don't really understand about how all these things work but they they didn't feel to me like they were there it was it was very kind of sky captain and the world of tomorrow-ish 
and um, I was I was proper let down by it, and I'm really sad to be let down by it because I was so looking forward to tonight's episode. I was You're like, brutal. yes, I can't wait. It's the volume wall episode. This is going to be mega awesome Hollywood quality. And now it's finished. I'm just thinking to myself. Coronation Street don't do it again and Ian McLeod has said in interviews oh this is amazing we could have Ken and Rita having Mr Kipling on Mars with this volume wall now they only rented it of course they haven't bought this thing so it doesn't we don't expect to see it all the time but I'm thinking oh no because already with the Media City set I've been complaining over the last few years that they don't go on location shoots because there's just more and more and you more don't know inside. What's involved in it. And also it's I really know. hard work. I know, I know it is. I'm I'm just telling you from ages. a viewer who's receiving the the entertainment that they provide. I don't like it when they, you know, go and have a scene in Kitchener Street rather than going out into the streets of Manchester or when they go down Villains Alley yet again rather than finding a shady alley somewhere outside of the street. So if now that this technology exists and I mean as the years goes on it's going to become more frequent possibly the, the, the costs of it are going to come down and everything hopefully the way it looks will become better but I don't want them to say oh let's not do this let's use the volume wall let's not have a massive hall filled with water and, and sewers and dunking in and out and everything for the sinkhole effects let's just have the volume wall because Last week, last year's Horonation Street, and I know it had its detractors, I loved it, and I still love it, but one of the things that made it so brilliant, Gemma's getting up and going out of the room. One of the, can you have a drink as well, please? Just a glass of water. One of the things that I really loved about last year's Horonation Street is the practical effects that were used, and it all felt very real, and it felt that I was there, and I was able to concentrate on all the drama and the action, the dialogue and everything that was there, and I wasn't thinking, oh, but it's fake. And I'm I'm really I'm sorry to everybody that was involved. You don't care what I think, but and again, this is not in any way a criticism of of the script, of the performers, of and that was all brilliant. I thought that everyone did a really really good job with it. But um, I don't want them to ever go anywhere near a volume wall on Coronation Street again, unless unless they can make it look better I don't know I don't know maybe it was because it was dark and I don't know it was blurry and I don't think it was that bad Michael I know I'm just telling you what I I think I know I'm just telling you and then you had one thing that that did work well I thought credit where credit's due is when they had the shot that was kind of Kelly from above and you could see the top of red and that and then and then the camera was panning over to the edge of the, the the building um, and I thought that, uh, and that was the moment where I thought, oh, actually, that kind of looks like she's there. And I think it was because it wasn't blurry and fuzzy in the background like the buildings were. Um, so I like that. But on the flip side again, the scene the where flip side. the scene where the camera pans up the the side of the building just looks so horribly, horribly fake and CG. I was like, oh no, it's awful. But I get the idea behind it. I get you know the the vision there. And it's good to be ambitious and everything, but I just don't think that the technology was, uh, and, and the resources and everything they had quite matched the vision. The same with the bottle dropping scene. When they dropped the bottle and it was, it reminded me of that bit, you know, in the Matrix where Neo's escaping out of the office building and his Nokia falls out of his pocket and it twirls oh. down to the ground. It was like that. Maybe it was inspired it, by that. It just, it. I'm sorry, it just All right. didn't look good. All right. And I'm just rubbishing all over everyone but it's because I built it up so big in my in my head and I was so so looking forward to it and it and I'm still think that this week's Coronation Street was brilliant but like I said are you done?
don't do it again, Coronation Street. You don't need to go fancy pants. I didn't you have need to enjoy your show. As much of a massive problem with, as you did about it looking fake, because I think that half the problem was we watched it on a massive TV and we knew it was not real. But it, the thing that niggles me a bit is the same thing that happened with Alfred Hitchcock's Darlem for Murder, which is that that was the first film, one of the first Hollywood films, was it ever? They filmed it in 3D and yeah. it, was, it was because at the time television, and I think I said this on the podcast before, but they were worried about television and uh, so uh, taking over and people not wanting to go to movies anymore. So they're like racking their brains, how can we make people come to the film, come to see films in the cinema? So they filmed they filmed this in 3D, but it was a, it's just a play that's set in one room. And so they used this really expensive technology to like make a lamp look like it was sticking out of the out of mm. the thing. And that's what I feel like they've done here. They've used this really expensive technology to show Manchester at night. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't mundane. It was very spectacular. It was better than I a know. lamp. But... Yeah, I know, but... You, the, I feel like you should use this technology to create things that are fantastical and can't be done in real life. Not to go, oh, instead of going up the top of this building, to just do it inside. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you mean. I, I, yeah, you, it just right. felt like um, it just felt like the most ordinary use of spectacular technology. Mm. And also, I mean, on top of all the visual stuff, there was also you know your sound effects you know, when the guns end. It's like. <laughs> Like, did I, they do I, that? They did. They did. It didn't sound quite like that, but they they did have chilling sound effects, and it was like, oh, Coronation Street, don't do this. Well, but, I thought the performances were brilliant. I thought it was really tense. I enjoyed it. I think it was a great way to send off Kelly. Um, it was a neat way to bring back Rick. Uh, or the other, yeah, Rick Nealon going on the positive. I'm sorry. I'm I, I I'm not ashamed. You don't need to keep saying sorry. But Rick Nealon's coming back. I love that, and that's not always the sort of thing that I like. As you know, I you never know what's gonna you know float my boat. And and having characters returning from the dead feels a little bit out there. Um, I suppose maybe Coronation Street had warmed us up to it with Jeff uh, Metcalf appearing every I now and then. I do think they need to stop doing it now, though. Yeah, it's going to lose its effect if, ever, if it happens it all the time. It feels a bit but... like when you get a TV show, like, I'm trying to think of a TV show where this happens. I don't know. Where people come back from the dead. Game of Thrones. People don't come back from the dead in Game of Thrones. Uh, Jon Snow. Oh, yeah. Mm. And Arya gets stabbed and then she's like, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, if, if people are going to come back as ghosts, I don't Sorry, really care. Sorry, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones. If they're not going <laughs> to, if they die or not. Like, I'm thinking to myself, now I'm not kind of like, not as bummed out that um, Imran died. Because I'm like, they could get Charlie Jamali back <laughs> to like haunt Toya at Christmas. <laughs> what are you they? doing with Spider? Would you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like they've got to be careful. They've got to be careful about having too many ghosts. I just, I, I think that the way they did it, and because it tied into her fixation on being a Neelan and, and Rick saying you're never going to escape your roots and, and her saying well that that's the reason why I'm leaving but it's, it's, I mean we're joking it's it, not it wasn't actually a ghost was it it was a figment no, of her imagination yeah 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 it was, her, it was her but thoughts manifested I thought that was fab and unfortunately like a day before Tuesday's episode maybe I saw a screenshot somewhere with Rick Neelan in and I I didn't kind of take it in because it was just a flash and I quickly moved away from it. I'm thinking, oh, maybe, you know, has has this uh, this website superimposed a picture of 
of of Greg uh, Greg Wood and Millie Gibson together because but, trying to kid yourself yeah but then when he came on I was like oh okay that was spoiled a little bit for me so I wish I hadn't seen that but but it was brilliant and he, this was the first scenes that um that those two had ever filmed together obviously because uh, Kelly didn't come onto the oh, program yeah, that's crazy. until after Rick was dead I didn't really think about that but you're right yeah yeah it was like a couple of months later so that was nice that they got to have a proper daddy daughter scene together I loved that um, the other thing that worked pretty well actually was the uh, the nighttime filter in the woods because on um, on social media over the last few days Coronation Street has been posting the behind the scenes how we made the wood scene as well um, and that was done like in the middle of the day on one you know the hottest summers on record and to be fair I, I didn't tell and usually I notice these things some of the the dusky filters that they use on Coronation Street um, I think it stands out a bit too much. Like on the scene on Wednesday, was it? When um, Kelly and Molly were having that talk and, and Kelly was getting all upset and Molly was saying, oh, you're not a bad person and everything. I thought that the nighttime filter they put on there just didn't didn't look right. But the actual, this is nighttime, this is dark that they use for the woods, I was quite surprised to find out that that was filmed during the day. So well done, whoever did that. You did a good job. Just well, ease off the dusky ones. The cellophane in front of the camera. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, that that's what I think about the effects, and and you know you're going to expect big effects on the big weeks, but you know some some hits and some misses there. But what was good? Hang on a minute. What? I know that you poo pooed me for saying that I think it was a kind of boring use of spectacular technology to do a rooftop scene, but just compared compare the spectacular nature of this week's with Horonation Street. And I know people make fun of Horonation Street, but you're right to say they the practical effects they used there with the, the sewers and, you know, moving the set down into the water to make it look like the water was rising up and having the, the actors submerged mm. underwater and everything, that was far more exciting yeah. and more stunty and fun than a fake... Yeah, no, like oh, yeah I was saying that when you're getting your drinks, that exactly. So I don't want them to lose that just because they, oh, there's a there's a volume wall now. Maybe I just can't that. think of like what could they use? What could they use a volume wall for? I just feel it just feels to me as though somebody's given Roy Cropper a Ferrari, like he doesn't need <laughs> it. It's fine. He doesn't need it. It's just like I think it's just for rant that like we don't need to go to a woods anymore. Let's have a they woods do. backdrop. We don't need, you know. Yeah, but they're not they going to, Michael, this thing costs way too much. They're not going to be using it very much. No, I, I really hope not. But like I said, in time, you know, 20, 30, 40 years time, the price of this is going to be normal. It's going to be standard recording Do equipment. Do you reckon? Possibly. But, Possibly. Or is it going to be gimmicky know. and... Is it going to be the 3D? The thing is, I, I, I'm just going to say it again. I can see the point of animating, uh, you know, a, a, an alien planet. Because you can't go to an alien planet to film. You can go on the top of a roof in Manchester. Okay, but what about... Okay, so, um, you know, when Coronation Street goes abroad, which they haven't done for a very long time because it's quite oh, costly to do that. Is it going to be so like in we Austin... we don't need to go to, to Paris to film anymore. Let's do it on the volume. Is it going to be wall. like in Austin Powers where they go into Las Vegas and all the signs are, like, flashing yeah. past it and they're pretending to walk towards the camera like... Come on, let's go. Let's it go. Will. We're in Paris. It Come will. on, everybody. Look. Oh, it's the it's the Arc de Triomphe. You know, and, so, and maybe it'll be written into the script. Oh, so and so. Like, you know, we, back in the 80s where, where Bette did a runner and Alec had to go and rescue her from, I can't remember where they were in the end. 
Um, and okay, and they just, actually went over there the for other a few thing, scenes. The other thing Maybe I'm going to say too is that I don't yeah, think that the technology is going to be good enough to do that because one of the reasons why it probably works really well for the Mandalorian is that we don't know what Tatooine is supposed to look like because we've never been there. Mm. So they can do any old thing and it looks cool and realistic because we have no benchmark of reality against which to judge it. Whereas everyone's been on a roof. <laughs> oh yeah, going on all the time. Right, that's enough about the effects because I do want to say performances all round this week were fantastic. Millie Gibson always She's is so amazing. Great. And she really, really did bring her A-game to it this week. It was her final week. And, She's um, so fantastic, I'm, honestly. She's I am just very, great. very, very glad so that she did not get shot or pushed off of a I building. I was worried because we weren't sure. Because the door sure. has been left open for her. There was definitely a possibility that she could have been killed and um yeah when we were yeah no i was just gonna say it was like we said earlier there's reference in the dialogue on monday's episode that she's done a runner but maybe that's only because somebody thinks it so i was slightly worried but like you know when we when we were talking and we were around people for that week um you could tell that oh it's really tense for me because i was thinking some people here know like when we were at Mm. when he's leaving do but like some people here know that we don't do, want to know spoilers and mm. some people have no idea so at any point somebody could have said something that would have really like spoiled yeah. it but I really think if she had been killed I think we would have found out at the party because somebody would have mentioned it yeah that's true that's true but um yeah so it was really fun to be able to get to her leaving party that was fun I mean, we talked about it um yeah, recently in the cabin extra didn't we but I suppose not everybody but, um, uh, not everybody listened to that. But that yeah, was one of the things. So we knew that we knew that Kelly Needham was going to be leaving this week because we went to Millie Gibson's leaving party. Yeah, she invited us. She invited us. She's so nice. sweet. She's such a lovely, lovely she's girl. Very, very nice. She's so pretty. She's so talented. She's got the world ahead of her. I she's wish... just kind of cool and chill as well, isn't she? she she's is. She's fun. She is. And she's very bright. She's very confident. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm. She's she's awesome. Well, lady, proud of Millie her. Gibson. Um and uh. They were all, you know, and um, Mikey North, fantastic. My, I, I love him. And I still, you know, Gary's still not there with my favourite characters. But, but Oh, I love evil Gary. But I'm worried now. Is he going to... Is this going to set him on another course? Because it feels like he, like, does something really terrible and heinous. And then he, then he kind of, like, sucks up to... to the karma to try to mm. balance it out. <laughs> Is he going to go and give the grannies £500 for their Christmas hamper or something? I don't know. I just think that he's... Um, I think he has got away with it now. Do you think Because that they can't keep bringing it up. Over the last few years, like once yeah, every six months or so, the story gets brought up and I go... Ooh, is this a time when everyone's going to find out? And last week, Kelly finds out. And really... I mean, she, she said, I'm not going to dob you in, Gary... Because you nearly saved, you could have saved my life on the on the on the rooftop up there. I was thinking, oh no, please just tell the police. Because if you're not going to dob him in when you know and he's your dad, then no one's going to. And in in a way, I want him to get his just desserts. I want him to 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 to, to yeah get what's coming to him. But equally, I don't because as much as, as I say, he's not one of my favourite characters, I think that maybe I don't want him to go now. And partly it's just because Mikey Noor's such a great guy and he was doing a great job. That that scene, the final scene or second to last scene of tonight's episode, which was Mikey and Millie um, acting their little socks off in the flat, was really, really good. And even though I think that maybe... Kelly's reason for leaving Weatherfield or because I think if I stay here I might turn into a baddie. It 
slightly weak. Um, I think that she really, really sold it in the performance. It was, uh, and, and like you said yeah, earlier, I I'd have loved to have seen a little bit more of that kind of dialogue-led stuff towards the end of the episode. I was... But, I mean, I love the Stephen and the Haley story this week as well. So. I was not convinced by the motivation that, that Kelly had to leave. I was just, well, I know that Millie Gibson wants to leave and this is her leaving story, so um, I didn't really examine it that much in the moment, but honestly, it's pretty weak, isn't it? Hmm. Like, really? I, okay, fine. But um, I'm just more interested now in where Gary's going to go. Is it, What is Gary going to do now? Is is it going to... Are they just going to go, right, draw a line under all this now? Just forget Gary did anything bad because everybody for, has forgiven him. And um, I think they might. I mean, they seem to be with but, Toya. But okay. One other thing that Georgia said when I was chatting to her earlier this week is, you know, soap, soap moves on and there's this ball that's rolling and... Yeah. and, and, and you got to get on to the next thing and it feels like maybe that's it for Gary. It's not so much what I'm saying, like, is he ever going to be punished for any of the things that he's done? It's more a case of what kind of character is he going to be ongoing? Is he still going to be... Is he going to do another thing that's going to sort of turn him into a villain again? Is he? Is there going to be some... Another reckoning that he... You know, another... Well, they've been ni- nicening him up for the last couple of years Are they anyway, just going to say, oh, I hope nobody remembers that he used to be a murderer? Yeah. I think because like, he was a bit boring for a long time. I remember, I remember one of the first times we ever went to coffee with Sam Matthews, and I was like, I don't really like Gary. I think he's a bit crap. And she was saying, actually, Gary's a really good character because he's one of the few characters that can talk to everybody, and he's you know a bit of a go between and stuff. And um, it kind of made me reevaluate him. But really, he's the most exciting thing he ever did was kill Rick Nealon. And drop a roof on Rana. Yeah. Which never gets brought up. No. He's definitely got away with that one. Right, okay. I think if if Mikey North ever does decide to leave, I will be bitterly disappointed if... I love Gary. ...this isn't the reason, if he doesn't get, you know... I just want him... ...held up for his I want him to carry on being a villain. I want him to... I know that that Coronation Street doesn't actually think of him as a villain. No. But if he killed somebody else, I'd be thrilled. (laughs) Um, Just saying. So, I think... I think that's kind of it. Yeah. So it was really, really exciting stuff. Despite the, my disappointment with the volume wall, I thought that the, the pacing was good, the performances were amazing, um, how they got from one place to another, all great stuff. Ardy, I love him. M- Millie, I'm going to really miss her playing Kelly Nealon. Yeah. I think that she... And I'm really, 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 really glad she wasn't killed off because there's a chance that she could return. I mean, she, she, she. I think, I think she could definitely go on to big things. And you know, um, Catherine Kelly's not come back. Saran Jones hasn't come back. Um, but Sarah Lancashire came back for one episode at least. So I, I, I'm gonna hope this isn't the end for Kelly. Um, as long as Gary is in the show. Yeah, there's there's always the chance. Yeah, yeah. I, I I feel bad for Ardy, and this is this is something because we know a little bit about what happens on Monday. We can't particularly speculate about how Ardy's going to react to all this, but um, I'm going to be really interested in seeing. I hope they don't just you know put him to the back. They will for a do. Bit. Let's not forget <coughs> that he was devastated when his dad left him for dead in the car to rescue Asher, and he swore his revenge, and he said he was going to undermine the business from within, and then he just forgot. Yeah, but um, this has been a really lovely little romance and I hope that it's not too long before he finds his proper Miss Wright again. And um, she maybe won't live up to Kelly, but to be fair, he'd only fancy Kelly for about three weeks anyway. He'd only been engaged for for two or so, so he'll get over it at some point. I'm more bummed out for him that he's not going to get his hands on this £400,000 worth of inheritance. Yeah, what's going to happen to... 
Oh, she'll yeah. just have she, access to it, won't she? She's. I think they should, maybe they should have a scene in a few weeks' time of her like sunning herself on a beach somewhere. If I, they could use the volume more for that. Yeah, <laughs> they could, couldn't they? If I was Kelly, I would take my fast fortune and I would just buy a house. Like a, I, I take, I do um off grid. I'd go somewhere in. Canada or yeah, you can do that for four hundred thousand pounds. No sweat. Yes, you can. Buy like a De- little hut. Should be like Dexter at the end of the series. Buy a little a hut a, with a, and a, a land with a well on it, and you can start a YouTube channel <laughs> about being self-sufficient and making your own peach jam. Just before we move on to the next story, can I just say I'm with Ardy on Kiddie cereal, and I was very uh, disappointed that was it. Uh, it's Bernie, wasn't it, that was slagging off his love of childish cereal. I'm always Sorry, bringing you home a box lovely. of chocolate pillows. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. Thank you very much. And yeah, I still I still bag me a woman with my uh, with my cereal Your eating habits. with eating cereal is bizarre to I me. I haven't actually had any for a little while. I'm trying to be good and save money and, and not scoff myself too much. So Michael, you, we, we can haven't afford, had any cereal in the couple of weeks. We can afford for, for you to eat cereal. Okay. okay. Stop acting like a pauper. Right. Read in the red and... Um, Oh, Christ, this is another long story. Should we just go day by day again for this one? It feels like it's been working before. You've gone too far. I've gone too far, my notes. Here we go. So, Stephen Reed, what's he been up to? What a naughty boy he is this week. Tuesday. Um, so, obviously, this is the stuff with Jenny and Leo as well. And uh, Jenny's been bagging up some of her old clothes for charity. This is to kind of tie into the... Um, Kaylee's coat disappearing. Everyone's giving stuff to charity this week, all their old clothes. And then when Stephen comes round the corner, she scurries inside because she still just wants nothing to do with him after that um, illicit snog a couple of weeks ago. So, Stephen, Gail and Audrey are meeting up for tea at number eight and Audrey's been told to ease herself gradually back into work, apparently. Uh, But she doesn't appreciate this advice. Um, Stephen says, hey, mom, don't worry. I booked you into a spa tomorrow because you're not working. And Audrey's like, oh, lovely, Chuck. Oh, I love a good spa, me. And David says, um, oh, yeah, this is when David walks into the house and's like, don't want to worry you, everybody, but I just felt to land, move outside. I think the sinkhole's opening again. So, oh, no, is this Coronation Street the sequel? Um, So... They all head to the salon to to be safe from the sinkhole that's opening very, very close to the salon, but never mind about that. David hears from Shona that Leo is going to go and have a look at it. Watch out, everybody. Leo is on the case. It's all going to be okay. Nobody's that bothered, though, are they? Gail says, well, this is a bit sucky. We're probably going to have to cancel this spa trip tomorrow if there's a sinkhole opening in our back garden. And Stephen's looking on going, no, no, curses. So he's obviously got a plan going on here, trying to get Audrey out of the house. Leo comes back to them later and he's like, I think the garden's fine, actually, but... We've got some people to come around and have a proper look at it later in the week. And Stephen says, oh, great, mom, that's fine. You can go to the spa after all. And Audrey says, oh, yes, lovely. And while I'm there, the rest of the family can go to Grasmere Drive. And Stephen's like, no, that that's my plan. I need to get people out of Grasmere Drive. Curse you, mother. Later on, Stephen's on the phone and um, it, we, it, we, we find out what he's been up to. So he's had this appointment book for somebody to come around and have a look at Grasmere Drive and as the week goes on we we find out that he's got an estate agent that's come to value it because he's going to try and sell it off and everything and make out that Audrey's um, um, has gone dementia. senile or whatever and um, so yeah that he, he's still saying well, you, yeah um, 
can you what what can, what can you do? Can you come back you know, later in the week? Not and they they're saying sorry sorry man we uh we we got to come tomorrow and he's like fine let's keep it on then. We've got to come tomorrow because we're gonna murder somebody at the same time and we're gonna do it all in one. Exactly. Trip. So yeah, everybody's so demanding in this week's coronation. Tomorrow I'm... or not at all. Murder that... tomorrow or not at all. Estate agent I... tomorrow or not at all. I know that you've employing me, but I'm gonna tell you when I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so in the pub later, Daisy's telling Leo, look. Whatever you do, don't talk sinkholes around Jenny because obviously it's going to bring back um, trigger her. sad memories of Todd Johnny down getting a bit wet down there last year. <laughs> and um, and Jenny's wondering what they're whispering about. So she's obviously utterly paranoid, paranoid. about this thing about Stephen the snog coming out to Leo. And um, But yeah, she's got the wrong end of the stick here. And Leo says... I, I just think that Stephen is hiding something at the moment. And Jenny's like, oh my gosh, we didn't snog, please. So Leo sees Stephen letting himself into number eight later and Stephen says, oh, um, yeah, I was just checking the doors were locked. And Leo's like mega suspicious of him. Um, and then at the end of the episode, this is when we see um, Stephen having a bit of an overnight stay in his car. This yes. is in Kitchener Street and Leo's followed him um, at night. And um, yeah, Stephen's there in his vest, cleaning his teeth, bedding down in the front seat of his car because he can't afford a hotel room and Leo's like sell his mm-hmm, car what's going on there and buy one of those little vans he should just get an electric scooter that's what everyone's riding these days well listen what I, I just gave away the fact that I love watching people being self-sufficient on YouTube and with their little log cabins and the, getting water out of the well and, and having chickens and things I also like watching videos of people who live in their van and so if he sold his silly little sports car, he could buy a nice van and he could have a bed in the back. And you know, I can tell him all the things you can do. You can lift it up and put stuff underneath it, get a little Bunsen burner in there, cook up your dinner, have some beans. Get your poutine on. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go and get myself some more water. Right. What happened on Wednesday? On Wednesday, Leo asks Stephen if he enjoyed the hotel last night. And Stephen says, yeah, I did. And Leo looks very suspicious and goes inside. And then Stephen's phoning somebody because he's got this appointment at Grasmere Drive later on. Jenny tells Daisy all about Patrice. This is her French boyfriend that she ran away with. Did she? I can't remember. But um, this was when she was younger. And he was well fit, but it all went wrong. So sad. Leo comes in and tells them all about the sinkhole. And he's like, don't worry, it's totally safe. And Jenny is immediately terrified. She gets teary-eyed. She she's got flashbacks of Johnny, and um, he Hello, she I'm sees back. he's got a cob on, and he tells her about Stephen. There's something wrong with him. It's something dodgy. He's sleeping in his car and he's lying about it. And Jenny's like, "Don't worry about it. It's none of your business. Don't get involved." And Leo says, "Yeah, I know. I just don't like liars." And Jenny's like. Uh oh, that describes me. <laughs> um, Audrey. Oh, I missed the Patrice star. Yes, I was. That was a lovely throwback. Yeah, when she's talking about going to France with Martin Platt and coming back with uh, with Patrice. Loved I like it. his name as well. Yeah. Is that a French version of Patrick? It is. Maybe we should a adopt a universal. Don't get him a degree in French for nothing, thank you very much. Audrey turns up at the Rovers and she's had a bit of an argument with Gail and she reckons somebody's been telling porcupines because she went to Grasmere Drive on the way and there's a estate agent what? doing an evaluation and it was Stephen who asked him to do it. And he was like, hey, I booked it months ago. I cancelled it too. <laughs> I've decided that he's from New York now. Okay. Um, 
Back when I was in charge of your assets, I wanted them valued. It's not my fault. I forgot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and Leo's like, wow, what a good liar you are. So Stephen gets on the phone. He's like, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> um, uh, don't he's go around. Don't go to my mom's house. She's confused and she's got dementia. And then um, he's like, don't ever talk to me again. He's coming back English. Um, the plants gather at the Rovers. Stephen says uh, the whole thing was just a mess up, but maybe or maybe it was a joke. And Neo says... Well, he's trying to pin it on David, isn't he? A couple of times this week, as if he'd phoned up and um, yeah, messed them around the estate agent for a laugh. Leo says, oh, actually, um, you're a liar. Maybe you should tell them where you were sleeping last night. And seems like, I was drunk. I couldn't get into the hotel. I was sleeping in my car. And Leo says, he didn't look drunk. And Stephen says, oh, I thought you were acting snarky because I snogged your bird. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when it all comes out that they kissed. And Jenny tries to explain herself, but Leo's off on one, heartbroken. And what does he do? He punches Stephen in the face. That was And great. Stephen's like, hey... I'm walking here. Okay, you're very, very good. Good job, Gemma. I thought that was ace. I didn't expect this to come out. The the, the snog in this way. I mean, no, I know. I, I thought, yeah, that was a, that was a, a a bit like the scene where Kelly reveals to Gary. Well, that was the same episode, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was lots. I of... killed your dad. No, I'm oh, sorry. I know. I killed I your Gary, dad. Oh I my gosh, Eddie Snow. Oh, why? He's he, the best cake maker of the world. He made my cake. Wrong. <laughs> I wanted to gender reveal party, and he did the wrong color inside. Um, he got confused, and he made it purple. The bit when Kelly says, "I know you killed my dad," it was a great reveal, as was this, and um, made all the sweeter with a punch and I saw a lot of people online oh, saying oh my face <laughs> saw a lot of people online saying oh Leo has gone up in my estimations now after laying Stephen out well it was the least boring thing he could do it so was it wasn't very that was, normal that for was Leo. the most animated we've seen Leo in the whole year he's been in the programme so Friday then um, we start with Jenny out the back with if Leo it wasn't already obvious Wednesday and Friday and was it Monday or the same day um, yeah, no, just Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, yeah. all the same day. Um, well, Thursday, and, yeah, Wednesday and Friday. So yeah, Jenny's trying to explain herself, and she's saying, "Oh, you know, we were just, I, I was, I felt rejected." I oh, doesn't Shona on Wednesday's episode? She does the Friends quote, doesn't she? She fights them and says, "We, it was a break." Or what does the quote go like? We, we were on, on a break. break. Brilliant. Anyway, um, Jenny says, "Look, it was a mistake," and then you came back and you proposed, and she's like, "I swear, I loved you. I love you. I want to be with you." But he's like, "No, don't know where this." He storms out. So the Platts, meanwhile, go back to number eight, and Stephen's saying, "Look, I've got a public image to keep up here. I didn't want everyone knowing I was drunk because because they're wondering, well, why were you in your car? Have you not and got an accent you could do for that? No, no, no. I'm a bit tired. Leo's just got an axe to grind," says Stephen. Um, and David says, yeah, but Leo didn't know that you kissed Jenny. What, why would he have a problem with you? And Stephen says, oh, he must have just suspected. It's like and I'm then, a stud. I, I don't off, know. I can't think of a good I reason. give off my studly energy and every man around is worried for their woman. Yes. And then Stephen gets a phone call. And it's, uh, it's clearly something, well, I think it was going to be clearly going to be Gabrielle because who else would it be? But he's like, <laughs> oh, it's business. And uh, he excuses himself. And heads over to the factory, and um, over in the bar. Uh, meanwhile, Rita is there trying to persuade Jenny. Don't don't get drunk again, love. This isn't the week for drunk Jenny. It's, I really liked. It's not um, a comedy week. Then Jenny, Daisy, 
and Rita. Loved Rita. It was, that was nice. It was, it, yeah, Jenny's Jenny. just utterly beside herself at this point because her lovely Leo has uh, has gone and she thinks it's all over and Rita and Daisy are saying, no, don't, it, it can't be true. He'll, he'll come back. Don't worry. So, like, um, he's such a significant right. character. He did. He did. Um, no so Stephen's in the that. factory and yes it was Gabrielle Mrs. Reed who phoned up earlier and um, she wants to Sorry. she tries to record him doesn't she confessing well, they were having this really stilted conversation I said one of these two people is recording the other one yeah. as a joke and, and then, then literally five out. seconds <laughs> later he opens the bag and Gabrielle's got a dictaphone or whatever it is in there. No, it, was, it was a mobile phone is this it? a dictaphone or are you just pleased to see me <laughs> anyway um, he says look if you try and take me down I'm taking you with me even if I do have to make things up because he's been the dodgy one well, he here Gabrielle hasn't done anything wrong as far as I know yeah. but yeah he says I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure everybody gonna, thinks that you're an evil vicious cow I'm as well say, really. I'm going to tell everybody that you were making fun of Gemma for um Having too much leopard print. Yeah. And everybody loves a leopard print around it. <laughs> so you're going to be a pariah. So later on, he gets back from the factory. David's like, what was this business that you're doing, Uncle Stephen? And then everyone was like, yeah, what do you do for a job, Stephen? Yeah, I don't David know. What says, does he do? David says, all you seem to do is swan around looking Canadian or something. Or being, being Canadian. Being Canadian, he says, doesn't he? Which is a brilliant Apparently, line. Apparently, you can just generate cash doing that. If yeah. anybody... If any Canadians want to come over to, to go to Salford and Manchester, they hire you. Apparently, there. you just get money thrown at you. So then Gabrielle comes to the door. This is brilliant. This is a, this is a, this is one of those perfect awkward scenes where there's somebody who's got a secret ingratiates themselves to the whole family, and they're saying, "Oh, you're so wonderful," because obviously in the canon of the show, the Platts all know Gabrielle. She's not just been made up as a character recently. She's oh, been somebody. Who they were, yeah, exactly. They all go there every Christmas, and, and they're all so happy to see her. And Stephen's there with his glass of white wine in the background, just quietly rocking and seething to himself. Yeah. Like, oh my it's god, just like a normal oh, I thought that was family brilliant. And, and up until this point, Gabrielle's been a bit like, oh, whatever to me, I she's fine. But this showed a real sweet, manipulative, vengeful she's side great. to her, who just likes toying with Stephen, who's her. clearly on the brink of something at the moment. I love her so hair. really, really fun uh, scene that was. And and then like all the stuff with Gail trying to feed her as well, she's saying, like, do you want a fish finger? Oh, go on, let me tempt you with a fish finger. And um, they're saying, give her a peach or something. And she says... Um, but no, not pizza. She's from Italy where they eat pizza every day. Just this dumb thing to say. Yeah, it's, Gabrielle it came right like just from, Came right from Jenny's, uh, from Gail's mouth anyway. Anyway, that was all really Why don't they fun. try giving her some of that chin 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 She might like that, yeah. So anyway, maybe it's extra 50p a head. Towards the end of the episode, when she's left alone in the room with Stephen, Gabrielle tells him that, look, I want the money next month. And Listen not, here, I want my money next week. Otherwise, I'm going to tell everyone she about She says, you, I'm going to have a little word with and um, doesn't she say as she's kind of being let out oh I think I might be back in a few weeks it's like I cannot wait for that so that was kind of the end of that sort of stuff but we also had more Jenny scenes because oh bloody Leo you keep thinking he's going away but he's just coming back again it's like Covid so he's back Jenny's pandered by this point and uh, Daisy tries to convince Leo to listen to Jenny which he does he loves her he still wants her him he still wants her to come to Canada with him. She hugs him. Bleh. Every time I get my hopes up about Leo going, then and then they're dashed. And at the end of the episode for them they're snuggled up on the sofa and um and they're gonna go up then have an early night basically. And that's the end. But no, <gasps> no it's, it's not. not. 
when Jenny goes to tell Daisy you're looking up tonight because I've got lucky, um, Leo phones up the estate agent and I was really, really hoping that Leo would do a Stephen accent on the phone. Hi, it's me, Stephen Reed. Hi, it's Reed. me, Stephen Reed. Yeah, I'm American. <laughs> I, I do all the American accents today. You <laughs> sound Irish. You sound like you're from Father Ted. Oh, thank you. Hi, I've just come to phone up to see about the house. Top of the morning to you. It is I, Stephen Reed. Um, anyway, no, he pretends that he works no, for Stephen, No, he pretends to be himself. <laughs> and um, can you phone me back, estate agent, because I want to do some, do- some, some dodging, some digging into your dodginess. The estate agent's like, oh, yes, I love dodgy shenanigans, of course. Yeah. I will ring you back on Monday. So I thought, I love this this week. And I saw some people saying, oh, you know, it's been a good week, but the Stephen story's no, let it down. No, but you're wrong. This is prime brilliance for me. Just watching Stephen collapse and crumble and see there's everything's going wrong for him was wonderful i just wonder like is he is he gonna pull like a lewis archer but on on audrey instead of on gail well because lewis archer ran off into the into the sunset with gail's money didn't he he did is that is that all that's gonna happen i don't i don't know i we we know some things he's obviously going to um try to the thing is, he can't do this without burning all of the bridges in the Platt family. Oh no, it's over for Stephen and the Platts. They're, they're going to notice when, when he sells Grassmere Drive. I think this is going to be, I mean, this is his third and final stint on the show, But the thing I is, the other, well, I guess it's not, he owes it to Gabrielle, his wife, and she's threatened him with going to prison. So it's not like he's doing it because he's scared of her. Mm. He's scared of going to prison. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's so scared. so he's really he's like either I go to prison or I steal my mum's money. Mm. What? Yeah. What wrong? Only him? only one choice really. That. Why did Gabrielle give him all the money? What an idiot! <laughs> it's really Gabrielle's fault. It totally is. So I love this. I love the punch. I love Gabrielle. I loved all the sinkhole stuff. Jenny was wonderful. Nice little callback about um about Johnny Patrice being mentioned. It was just awesome stuff. Um. And yeah, it was like I said, it, it, the whole week was, was you know, the, the Gary and Kelly story was a big thing, but I thought this was fun as well. I really, really did. I, I he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fun villain. He's not like, you know, he's no Richard Hillman level villain or Pat Phelan or anything like that. But um, considering he came in as just kind of that boring old uncle Stephen from, from the 90s, um, I'm really it's glad kind of that they bit... turned yeah. him into something. And he's going to be memorable in some way now, whereas before really he excited, wasn't, yeah. you know? He was just a bit of trivia before. Yeah, he it? was. He was, a, he was a trivia character, exactly that. And now he's he's made his mark on the street. And I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing his next scenes and uh, and what happens with this. And I just I just want to see his literal head explode also, with, yeah. all the, with all the stress of, of everything like, that's going wrong for him. Also, I don't know what, he, what Leo thinks he's going to do, because he's going to Canada soon. So what is it? I know he says, I don't like liars. That seems a bit weak. Um, but, you know, I do also feel passionately about not liking liars, and I might also meddle with people's affairs if I thought I could get away with it, but... He just desperately wants to be interesting, does Leo, yeah, and he does. thinks there's something interesting happening here, so I'm going to get in it before I go off to Canada. has he really got to work this out, and what is he going to do? Just, like, blow Stephen's life up? Yeah, I... Like, like, like he's then walking <laughs> away from the explosion, but it's actually a plane on Canada, and the explosion is just everybody going... 
Stephen? We'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see for this one, but I, I don't think we'll have to wait for long. So, Coat of Haley, Jumble Sailey. I'm going to give this one though, back to you. Well, you've said I can't do much talking, and then you've done most of it. I know, but I've got, I've got my glasses of water. I'm okay, but can you can you do this? Yes, please? I can. On Tuesday, Bernice had a cleaning job cancelled, so she offers to give Roy's flat a good bottoming. And Nina says, yes, please. So she brings a load of stuff down in the box, and she says the wardrobe rail has collapsed, and she tried to fix it, and she found a load of old clothes stuff back there. In a box. Should I get rid of them and take it to charity? Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, we'll leave it in a box and see what Roy says. And then they zoom into the box several times in this episode to let everybody see that there was a red coat in there. It was unnecessary, the second one in there. It's a bit like Shinoda's list. The first zoom is like, "Uh oh, oh, remember that? And the second was like, remember that from five minutes ago? It hasn't got up and walked out. Yeah, so Haley's coat. Who'd have thought that in 2022 we'd be having a story about Haley's coat? I I loved it. I thought Rana took that when she came back from the Yeah, yeah. Later on, a guy comes in, t- collects the boxes. Nina's too caught up in uh, giving Todd his bacon butty to notice. Then when Roy comes back, he finds out they've taken everything. And um, Nina says that it was my stuff, but then she realises his box is gone. And when he realises where the box stuff was, he tells her they were hazings. I don't think it really needed a d- geographical description for him to realise that the women's clothes he had in his wardrobe weren't his. <laughs> also, the other thing is, if you've got a bloke, if you know a bloke who's got a dead wife and in his wardrobe's a bunch of women's clothes, either he's got a secret cross-dressing a hobby or they're his wife's dead wife's clothes. Either way, just leave them alone. Yeah. It's obvious that they're special in some way. I think, I don't know, uh, didn't they, wasn't it described as just being a bit grubby and like Nina thought they were decorating clothes or something like that? It's a bit rude. I know. Look, Hayley wasn't a fashionista. I I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. She got the job done, didn't she? Yeah. So, um, he's a bit upset about this. He's very, uh, these are very um, important things. They're Hayley's things. She's dead. He's not going to be able to buy any new ones because she's dead. And <laughs> um, we saw him scatter the ashes in the pond. Well, he's like, just knowing that her clothes are in there makes me remember when she was alive. And now I think, um, like, like she's still with me. And now she's died again. Mm-hmm. Nina goes to number five to see Bernie and says, "Where the hell did all that stuff go?" And she says, "I don't know. There's more than one person came," which is also a bit weird. And then they go off together to try to find this box of stuff. They've rung around some shops. No luck. Evelyn puts their her foot in it by saying, what's all this junk you've lost? And Roy says it's Haley's stuff, and Evelyn um, involves herself now because she yeah, feels Yeah, she does guilty. it out of guilt, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, Wednesday, Evelyn surprises her. It's Roy's birthday today, so she panics and goes to the shop to get him a present, leaving Dev holding the fort. She arrives back later with a present. Um, Nina gets a present for Roy, and she shows Bernie, and it's an old train sign. And Benny goes, oh, that's a really boring present. He'll love it. <laughs> that was a great line. Yeah, it was really cool, wasn't it? I assume that's going to stay on set I want now. that so the much. sign for Weatherfield's the station or whatever. Very nice so bit of... You can sell uh, that in the merchandise shop there. as well. Evelyn comes back to an empty cafe and sees Roy's sign. She's not very impressed. But then she gives him her gift, which is a proper little train, like you like. <laughs> and he's like, this is my train, actually. Where did you get it? And they realise that wherever this train was being sold, it might also have the coat. I thought that the, all the relationship stuff between Evelyn and Roy was just perfect this week. The fact that Evelyn 
you know, had had a conscience, and that's why she involved herself, and it was great. But all the way that she's just kind of little belittling him, and treat she just treats him like a bit of a simpleton, doesn't she? But a, a beloved simpleton, like that line, like you said, oh, it's it's like you like, and 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 there's a bit where there's a great line later on that says everybody loves a good anorak or something, talking about the coat, and even just gives this little eyebrow raise to think, talking, yeah, same about Roy and. There's loads of little little nods like this, but I, I love them together. They were perfect. And to have this story being the, the sea story this week, but crucially, it wasn't a sea story that was about, I don't know, Chesney and James's adventures. It was about beloved Roy and Evelyn. That just made the week perfect for me. Not It's not five out of five perfect, but you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there, there wasn't anything coming near to a weak story this week back to you sorry Evelyn and Roy arrive at the shop they can't find the coat the lady looks in the back but can't find it maybe it's gone to another branch or maybe it's been recycled (gasps) can you imagine Evelyn comes back to the shop at night and she sees the owner locking up and guess what (gasps) she's wearing a red coat so um, the next day but still the same day Evelyn accosts the lady when she goes to leave grabs the coat and tears it but she's won the battle. She returns home with the coat and she tells Roy she's sorry for the rip and she hands it over and he's like, this is not Hayley's coat. So they have to go back. Uh, oh no, Roy summons the woman to the cafe and Evelyn's very apologetic and Roy explains that Hayley's very important and the coat was very special and uh, is there anything we can do to repay you for bothering you and uh, ripping your coat? And um, the woman's like, we could always use more volunteers. And so Roy's like, great. Evelyn can do that and Evelyn says no I'm not doing that <coughs> she and Roy argue because he wants her to go and um, then later she gives him a red velvet cake and I don't know who's going to do this job but I assume there's going to be a um, charity shop in the precinct well I'm wondering this yeah this charity shop that they've been visiting is this like an early look at the precinct and then later it would become an actual shop because it feels like the sort of shop you would get at a precinct they're all over the place now aren't they so maybe yeah, maybe this is a sneak preview of it. But I like the idea that um, Roy and Evelyn have been enlisted in the charity shop. I can only imagine that there's going to be some kind of plot-related something or other there. This was, I'm pretty sure, the same shop that Stephen got his suit in a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Which still hasn't been confirmed or not, whether it is Imran's suit. But yeah, I we... think they should um, open the charity shop and have it in the precinct and then forever and ever they have... Imran's plaid jacket on one of the racks because nobody wants nobody it. wants it. It's like a, <laughs> a just an in joke forever that that just stays there. I would like that. Um, so can they can they find out? You know, are they going to find out something about Stephen? Is he going to go back there to buy something? Or I, I, I don't, I don't know. think this is that important. I just don't. I don't. I think that's it now. I think they're going to find the coat. Where is the from coat? Somewhere. Though? I'm not concerned about the coat I'm not I'm also not concerned about the coat but I I love how uh, just a little week long story came out of a very beloved Coronation Street prop from 10 years ago I know I love the fact that that, yeah they're talking about Hayley's coat and you know if we're going to bring people back from the dead can we have Hayley come back yes exactly you never know how about how about Roy um, he dreams that Hayley comes in with her coat on and she goes oh Roy just take my coat off and make a nice cup of tea and she folds it and then she pats it and goes you won't forget that it's here will you and then he wakes up and he goes into the living room and the coat's there <gasps> the coat's there 
Maybe, maybe. Um, anyway, there's there's not a whole lot to theorise or discuss, but just to say it was a very a very heartwarming, lovely, funny, um, nostalgic, kind of everything that you you want as a Coronation Street fan. This this little story was, wasn't it? Yeah, one of the things that people always say about Evelyn is that she's too much like Blanche and she's not as good as Blanche, blah, blah, blah. But really, I don't think Blanche would have ever gone to the lengths that No, Evelyn I don't think so. You're absolutely right. This week to make it up to Roy to find the coat and... Mm. Yeah, no, she's she's got a lot more heart in her than... Not, I mean, Blanche... Blanche would have felt guilty well. about it, but she would have gone, oh, well. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. I, 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 I was kind of... A little bit disappointed that the coat wasn't Haley's because. Well, I thought it was it obviously not Haley's coat. It doesn't need to stretch out much longer, but oh, oh, it was, oh I see what it you mean. Good stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, just just for, for storyline. It didn't look like purposes. a Haley's coat, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. they just did use Haley's coat. It was a cool twist at the end of episode, Wednesday's episode, though, because I didn't suspect that she had taken the coat. Mm-hmm. Um, but she hadn't. So when we looked through the window and saw the flash of red, I was like, "Ah, oh, you bitch!" Just like that. <laughs> Yep. And um and th- and with that, that with that we reach the end of this week's Coronation Street Street Talk synopsis. So now we have to come to the scores and the character of the week's Gemma. Yes. So what well, are you thinking? Who's gonna be okay, well I think I'm gonna give this four and a half mm-hmm. rounds of Chiquetti. Oh, what are you gonna get it? You already decided, didn't you? I did. I was going between four and four and a half. I uh, the going into this tonight's episode, it was four and a half. But then you know the, the special effects did let me down so much. But I think if if I'm just looking at the performances, the script writing, the drama, everything like that. I I don't I think I'm still gonna stick with it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it four and a half bowls of kiddie cereal out of five. Well done, Coronation Street. I mean that I mean I think like that's what I gave Coronation Street last year, and I still definitely preferred that. But there was there, there was, was so really much great... to like this week. There was a great twist. There was some fun yep. action, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. All the actors playing off each other perfectly. Some really yeah. intriguing stuff going on with Stephen. I thought there's nothing boring happened this week. There was no time when they cut to something, and I was like, no, not this one. Go no, back, go yeah, back. that's that's the sign of a good week, really, yeah. isn't it? I liked all the characters, I liked all the stories, because sometimes you can really admire, you know, the work that people are doing, but you don't like the characters, or the story's interesting, but it's boring characters. Like, if this whole if this whole week was, you know, Adam and Sarah... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. No, no. But um, love, I love Kelly, Gary, I, I love... Um, I love, love Deb, I love, love Kieran and Heavy. Yeah, I love Heavy, I love Heavy. Um, I really, I'm really just digging Stephen so much and the idea that Leo is going up against him, I'm I'm really thinking to myself, Leo, I, do, I don't think, I th- like, you're not going to win against Stephen because he's got too much, he's too desperate, isn't he? What's he going to do to Leo? What are you going to give? I'm Who really intrigued. Like, is he going to... Maybe he's going to steal Leo's money or threaten to shag Jenny or... <laughs> Who is your character of the week, Gemma? 
Um, There's too many to choose oh, from. I know. Has it, has it got to be Kelly? It's got to be Kelly, hasn't it? But, I mean, she did She did set some yeah, goons. but you've got different like, criteria again. No, yeah, I always say So you're you. giving Kelly to get to Kelly just because she was the she's most the entertaining one. of the week. Character also. of the week is the best character of the week. She was the best character of the week. I rest my case. I, 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 I really struggle because, yes, she, she make I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying everyone's equally good, really, this back. week. I, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't a week performance at all this week so I'll give it to Kelly as it was her last week and I don't think sadly we're going to get the chance again but you never know she might return to to Coronation Street with a new identity one uh, one time so um yeah four and a half and Kelly for both of us solid week Coronation Street nice looking forward to seeing Monday's episodes where the films where the scenes we filmed are going to be on yeah so uh, and we're really excited to reveal a a spoiler for you that they are using the volume wall on Monday (laughs) To depict the inside of a charity shop. They are not fake news. Let's do some. <laughs> let's do some new, some real news in the cabin. <laughs> cabin time. Time for some news. We have actually got news this week. It feels like we have we not had cabin for a few weeks on the podcast. I don't remember. I'm not sure. But there's plenty of stuff to talk about this week. And if you are missing Millie Gibson already, fear not. You just need to go to Canada to go and see her next month where she'll be on stage with Mikey North. I don't know whether this is news or not, Gemma. I can't remember whether we talked about it before, but they've started publicising it again. And I went and had a look on the Facebook page and it said it was published like two months ago. So sorry if this is repeated news, but I think as um, as Millie is sadly no longer part of the Coronation Street cast, it's definitely worth mentioning if you are in Canada, and I think some of you are, you may want to go to the studio in Hamilton on the 16th of October. Or perhapen, perhapen, perhapen. It's a new word? word, we've just invented it. Mayhaps you would like to go to the Holland College in Charlottetown on October the 18th. But if you're not near either of those places, fear not, because at the Bella Rose Arts Centre in Halifax on October the 20th, they'll be doing the third bit of their tour. Well, they do and this that's in it. Canada and not here. Every time that they do this in Canada, we say, why don't they We're do so this jealous. here? Very de- It feels like there hasn't been one of these in Canada for a very long time. No. I mean, back Quite in the early COVID. days of the podcast, it was like, yeah, but I know it was COVID, but it felt like back in the early days of the podcast, this was like an annual thing. So I maybe think, it's yeah, a tradition they're year, starting up again. We send over remember, a couple of good Corrie people. Yeah, like uh, Jimmy Harkishan did it at some yeah. point towards the beginning of the Didn't, podcast. I remember um, talking to, to Mark um, a long time David ago on the Nielsen podcast about it. Possibly, yeah. So enjoy what yeah, so they're going to say gonna, what? both of those people are so lovely are in really, real life. Really nice people. Really, Whatever you really may think wonderful. about Naughty Kelly and, Naughty and Bill Mike and Gary, to Gary, Millie Gibson is absolutely lovely, and yeah. Mikey North is a charming. proper, proper charming, nice bloke. So if you're thinking about it, if you're nearby, don't think about do it. Go. Just do it. They are lovely. So they're going to. I don't know what they're doing. They're they're doing. They're just talking about Coronation Street. Right, so have you got anything else to say? Like, where can people go for this? You don't know? The internet. Go to the internet and buy tickets because they're probably selling out fast. We're not doing any more news today because you could just Google Coronation Street news. No, but you you, you get our special charm by listening to the news that you you? don't get from reading it on a page. Next. Um, Speaking of charming, Anthony Cotton. (laughs) He went to the Queen's funeral this week. Um, She was a good friend. Yes, close friend of the Queen, Anthony Cotton. By the way, just just a little side story. Yes. There was an article that was published on, maybe it was The Sun this week? I can't remember, but I haven't written it up in here. That was like, oh yeah, the Queen liked Coronation Street, which we knew already, but one of her close AD people, I don't know, was telling 
maybe was it on this morning about what the Queen was like and, and Coronation Street was one of the first programmes that was mentioned of she likes watching this and I kind of assumed it was a case of she liked it back in the 90s or something but I don't know apparently the Corrie is one of her matches or was one of her matches favourite programmes but anyway but now I digress that's King not Charles and he prefers EastEnders oh. but he has been in both he's been in both yeah um, and anyway yeah, well, we didn't see Anthony Cotton when we watched the funeral on Monday but he put on his Instagram that he was there um, and it, it was all to do with his um, his charity work that he does and all this all this soldiers stuff, isn't it? He he posts on an Instagram. Yeah, that's exactly what soldier it is. Soldiers. He does his soldier stuff. Yeah, he says on. I had the greatest honour of being invited to Her Majesty's funeral. So proud to see so many pals working on it and doing their Queen and Country proud. It was a day I will never forget. So yeah, he's been involved with the ministry community for like 15 years or so now, and um, he was named as the first celebrity ambassador for military charity, the Soldiers, Sailors, Airmen, and Families Association. I am reading this, as you can tell, and um, of course he was made an MBE recently as well. So. Um, if anyone well, was wondering why Anthony Cotton was there, that's why. Well, I hope I, he had I, a lovely time. Well, I could have gone. He could have gone. He could well, have taken his place. I was busy. I was watching the funeral. We were. We did. We did have the funeral on for quite a lot of Monday. It's quite nice to have a bank holiday. And uh, yeah, we we watched it. I did some bits of work. It was just a lot of funeral, wasn't it? I made jam. You did. I'm sure the Queen Does would have loved your watch, peach jam. Anybody watch Peach Peep Peach Show? Peep Show. Peep Show. There was um. Was it um. Olivia Cole's the person who played Olivia Cole's mum, I think. Olivia Remember? Coleman's mum. Olivia Coleman. Yeah. You know the character. Yeah, yeah. So we call her Olivia Coleman. <laughs> she um, Thanks. she was she was posh, and she used to make jams and preserves during times of great importance. Like mm. she had the joke was that she made resignation jam when um, Tony Blair resigned from government. Right. So I made funeral. You did, you did. Peach and apricot funeral jam. Yes. Anyway, um, and Anthony Cotton. I'm going to make some coronation jam next year. Well done. Um, I wonder if anybody else was there. Yes, it will be coronation next year, won't it? Next up of not really news, because I'm sure this has been available for a while, but there's reminders being emailed out to everybody. Star Tours at the Coronation Street store is still going on. It seems like they're a bit of a hit, doesn't it? Because they started off being like once a month, and, um, and now they just seem to be doing them all the time. So... Um, this weekend, tw uh, 24th and 25th of September, um, it's probably a bit too late for you to go there now. I don't know what you're doing today. Um, but also, 8th, 9th, 15th and 16th of October, you'll be able to go in and stand next to a celebrity and get photos taken next to them, like we did very recently with Sally Carmen. Top that. Um, but, Gemma, they are doing some proper Coronation Street villain tours in the back go. end of October. I know. I to go. I don't know if we can. The Why? 22nd and 23rd, and the 29th and the 30th of October, that's when the Horonation Street stuff is going on. I can't go and that there's going to be some villains there. End, but I can go this 22nd to the 23rd. I don't know who. See, I wonder whether Brian Capron would do it again. That'd be amazing. I'm not sure what Conor McIntyre is doing at, uh, at the moment, but he's obviously a long way in well, Plymouth there's loads at the of other moment. Villains. Well, there are. I mean, we, we may well get Greg Wood maybe, after his recent comeback in Coronation Street. Maybe we can get, um, uh, we can get Georgia Taylor. Oh yes, Georgia Taylor could be one of the villains. Murderer. Yes, a murderer, foul, vile murderer, Toy Battersby. I don't think so. But maybe, maybe in Bath. Maybe we could get Jane Danson to be Leanne and just like harass everybody. Or Gemma. What? Glasses on, glasses off. As an anniversary, Will Chatterton could be there. Whatever the guy's name was who played him. I don't know. If you think that you would like to go along, 
do go and send us lots of pictures. We're insanely jealous. Also, in tour news, um, in some dates in October, don't ask me when, the street's going to be open until 11 o'clock at night. Love so it. that's really, Scary. really cool. Now, we went to um, some after-hours Coronation Street shenanigans last month, and it's a real, it's a, it's a nice atmosphere at night, isn't it's it? It's like magical. It's like yeah. it's like a fairy grotto. We, we didn't have much of an explore, Um we but could have done really, but we, we absolutely could have. Nobody was paying any attention to us. Like, like was, as the evening went on, I was a little things. bit bolder about where yeah. I went. But it's so nice being there at night time. I've posted pictures of me it's there. It's very peaceful. It it really really. It's probably not going to be as peaceful um, no. if you go because of the tour and everything. But it's really cool. So um yeah, check it out if you haven't been on the tour yet. It seems quite good. Still no news yet about when this new visitor centre is open. And I know I've been saying all year, wait for the just, visitor centre. Why don't centre. you just bloody well shut up about but, it until it comes out? Yeah, maybe you should just go to this if you're thinking about going to it. Because it sounds pretty go. cool. Gemma, yes. last bit of What's news. What's happening? Do you want to be an actor? Yeah, I do. Well, don't go to acting college. Don't tread the boards at the theatre or no. join any Amdram groups. Just buy an actor's alphabet. I'm going to go straight into the top. ex Cory star Julie Hesmanhouse because she's got this book coming out on the 17th of November. This sounds really interesting. I don't think... I, I would like to read it, but it's not going to help me. It's not going to help you in your career be, at all. Don't want to be an actor. Don't want to be an actor. But I don't know, it might just be interesting. So apparently it's got practical advice. I'm reading this again, sorry. if I uh, On a oh, range of topics such as preparing for roles, yeah. managing the ups and downs of an acting career, yeah. dealing with failure and success. I like a, And success in brackets like that. You might get some you success. Might, you probably won't. Um, not constantly comparing yourself to others, That's a good idea. looking after your mental health, and the power of knowing when to say no. That's very good. I think these are all very good topics. It is. I, having like, having slowly become more accustomed to understanding very, very small amounts of what it must like to be in the biz, to be an actor. These all sound like really important things that you probably should be yes familiarising yourself with. Should you wish to become. Are there any actors on the Coronation Street cast that you might recommend have a read of this book? No, because they're all professionals. They're all very, very good. But they might need to help their mental health. That's true, actually. That is true. I would. I don't know whether I'll read this or not. Also, some of them need to know when to say no. (laughs) That's true. No, it's okay, Your Majesty. I won't go to the funeral. Let's have it. No, I'm not going to give you an autograph. Anyway, I hope that does really, really well for Julie Hesmanhouse. Obviously, she is a proper Corrie legend. Very exciting I'm really curious about this. It sounds like a really cool idea. Well, maybe somebody might like to send us a press copy and Gemma can read it. I will read it out. A signed press copy? And maybe I can give myself 2023, put it all into action and see whether... Julie can help me to become yes. an actress. You could, right, 2023, yeah. New That's Year's right. resolution, get a part on Coronation Street. Yeah, okay. Doesn't need to be like leading lady. You don't well, need a nomination in the Conversation Street well, Awards. okay, but I, I, no, I'm not, no, I don't want to do it then. <laughs> anyway, um, that's enough blabbering on about the news. Let's, uh, let's hear some of your blabberings <laughs> and move on to the feedback section. Okay, it is time for the final section of this week's podcast, the feedback section, of course. And we're getting a bit low on feedback again. We're going to have to put a call out. Send us your emails, send us your voice messages, send Everybody. us your carrier pigeons. We ain't got much this week, but it's all right. It's been a bit of a big street talk section and my voice is going, so... Uh... Oh, will you shut up then? 
I'm going to say what the average score was on our Facebook group. It was 3.83 out of 5 last You've week. You've written 3.83%. I did write a percentage in. I don't know why. <laughs> John gave it 3.5 hairy toes out of uh, 5. Uh, Jake, 2 cockroach infestations. And Richard and Fiona both put 4 drunken pigs in half Nelsons on cruise ships. So, well, I'm going to give it to them because they both said it. That's quite a good one as well. Um, before we get on to reading... Um, Nancy and Rebecca's feedback, which is just who we've got this week. I would like to give a big shout out there to the script to scene um, Twitter page and Instagram account. Now, this is um, the, the the lovely lady who used to be Ben Price fan page and got our Mad for it award a couple of years ago. But um, she has taken all of our winners over the past 10 years for the Conversation Street Awards. And like we did a couple of weeks ago, given us her top picks but she even went further than we did didn't she and she ranked every single one we just picked a winner but she's put every winner in order so it's really really cool i'm not going to read them all out here but if you want to go and see what somebody else thinks about who the ultimate winners were each year um just just search for script to scene on instagram and you will surely find it now it's really interesting to see the order I thought. Oh, it is, and, and how, how much it differed from ours as well. Yeah. So, um, Nancy, about last week's Coronation Street, says there seems to be more to come with Toya's story. Maybe she'll start having flashbacks. I don't think they can send her down now that she's found, been found innocent, though. Um, and you I don't think get found Spider innocent. may try to get Griff arrested, and Toya will get caught up in it. <gasps> Um, I hope it's not going to be too long before Toya stuff happens again. I mean, I guess after the whole trial thing, they like to have a pause so they can give all the main players a break in it and everything. But yeah, all this, all this stuff with um, Spider's secret, well, sorry, no, sorry, Griff's secret dodgy underground protests and Spider trying to get under that. I'm very intrigued as to what's going to happen there. Um, Nancy continues, I understand why Deb doesn't want Ardy to get married to Kelly. Kelly has changed though. Um, if Gary is going to go down for Rick though, will Maria get in trouble too? What do you think about that? Could that be a reason that Gary doesn't get sent down because everyone else that knows might automatically get um, imprisoned and really, as well? really, we need Maria in place to save the planet. Yes, exactly. If you lock up Maria, then the whole world's going to go to hell, basically. Yeah, so um, maybe Gary is going to stay safe for the time being. Um, Gary, um, she thinks, is going to try and stop Kelly from going to the police as well. Not quite. Kelly didn't even want to go to the police. Um, I love Daisy, Gemma and Glenda together in the Rovers. Yeah, where was Glenda this week? We had all those great Rover scenes with Leo yeah. and Stephen and everything. Um, I'm sure Glenda could have added something to it. So, um, yeah, let's hope it's not too long before she's back. Um, Nancy says, Stephen is going to end up tripping himself up by trying to cheat on Jenny again. <gasps> Maybe, but I think she's made it fairly obvious that she's not interested in him after this week's episode. But, yeah, never know. Um, who knows what a junk Jenny Maybe would drop a drawers for. Stephen will do. He'll seduce Jenny and then Leo will be so sad. Maybe. Who knows? I think something will happen to prevent Jenny from leaving, though. I can see James becoming a coach or a manager. Yeah, poor he James. He might as well be dead. He, he, he might as well be, yeah. He, he, had his, he had his three or four episodes, didn't he? And I was disappeared off again. And uh, Nancy gave last week's Coronation Street three out of five ice sculptures, with Toya being her character oh. of the week. Rebecca says, I said all along, Toya just had a lapse, a momentary lapse of concentration or just snapped and crashed the car. So it's meaning you to just... can't say that she just snapped and say, well, there, it's okay then. I don't know. Anyway, Rebecca sorry. says, just meaning to hurt, hurt him, man, not kill him. Really, she should be found guilty of manslaughter, but just for leave, she was found not guilty as I was convinced she would be found guilty. 
As she said, she will have to live with the guilt. I'm starting to think that Spider's wife might have been killed in a protest, causing Spider to try to hunt out the pro- bad protesters, i.e. Griff. Oh, maybe. I also love Leanne this week, supporting her sister. The trial did feel a bit short, especially compared to the sub one last year, but different things might have stopped it being longer. I also thought it was sweet that DS Swain said that she wouldn't tell him Spider about him going out with Toya. I was actually shocked that Kelly has now found out about Gary killing her father. I'm going to guess something will happen at the engagement party, as if there's an incident, there will be plenty of witnesses. I'm fairly on death's side over the engagement, but did have to give Kelly props for saying that she would be the one offering a prenup. Hmm. She should be the one offering a prenup. I quite enjoyed the cockroaches running around better than the fake mouse Jasmine, Elaine and Kathy. Oh my gosh, with. I forgot about the fake mouse. That was awful, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Yeah. Loved Dylan giving the thumbs up to Sean and Lawrence. So cute. I believe Lawrence is genuine, but I worry Sean is going to push him away. I kind of want Stu to find the evidence to clear him now that that, that story is dragging and I don't really care about Alia and Matt. Yeah, the, do you think Alia and Zidane are still looking through that box and they're going to emerge and uh, after a week of just nothing and they'll be stinking because they haven't had a shower and, yeah. um, and they'll be like, what? Anything been going what's on? Happened? We missed anything this week. Yeah. Gary, what's up with you, mate? Um, love, love, love Glenda at the Rovers and love George sticking up for his sister. Glenda throwing that guy at the Rovers was brilliant and Daisy being impressed by that enough to keep her was great too. Jenny, I still hope, isn't going to leave, although Leo's first scene was on the 27th of September and Jenny and Leo are supposed to be flying on the 28th of September. Puts Tim for hat on. Oh yes, year contract. Hmm. Although, <laughs> although Daisy as the manager would be fun, I still don't want to lose Jenny. James in the football, very filler, although as much as I feel for him being suspended for now, he needs to rest. I think Aggie was wearing a blue and white blouse I recently bought in Thursday's episode, so if it's the same one, I enjoyed seeing that. <laughs> although, Michael saying he should be a life coach to James is quite funny. Character of the week is Toya, although Leanne came close second, and I'll give this week four cockroaches running around speed dial out of five. <laughs> That's a good one. Very nice. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rebecca. And thank you, Nancy. And just before we leave as well, I need to say thank you very much to Lisa, who's our latest patron. She's joined the Speed Dial tier this this week. So thank you very much um, thank for you. your support. And all other other lovely patrons and as well. And everybody, really. She did really. a year, didn't she? She did. She paid so for a year in advance. So just so you know, if you do a year in advance, um, you get 8% off, which translates to one free month. Bonus. Right. That is it. I hope everyone enjoyed that. I feel like even though... I was, I don't know whether you noticed, slightly down on certain aspects of this week's Coronation Street. You were very um, harsh. I was still very passionate about the week as a whole. It was, it was a good one. I very much enjoyed watching it this week. It was a nice little, you know, compact four days with three episodes in. It was, it was a great it was experience. Really, really and and like you said, there, there wasn't anything this week that was like, oh no, not this character, or oh no, not this story. It was all very, very what solid. And, and and all the stuff with Stephen, as, as ridiculous as it is, it does kind of scratch the itch I like of having these diabolical Corrie villains and uh, and, and with, with nefarious plots and everything. I, I love all that stuff. And, 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 and I was just thinking recently that Coronation Street this year hasn't got a proper villain, has it? Like there's been... <laughs> There's been slight antagonists, but since, or since Jeff even, I mean, yeah, because even Ray Crosby, didn't we, that was about the same time. Stephen Reed is not, he's going to be like, hey mom, don't tell anyone, but I got this coat from the charity shop and it had a five pound note inside it. (laughs) No, (laughs) you know. That's free money. You know, this is the closest we've got to the the next big villain in Coronation Street, so I'm I'm just loving it. Literally, Michael. silly and uh, great. He's not a mega genius villain 
if the last thing we saw him do that was evil was shortchanging Glenda <laughs> so he could steal ten pounds out oh, of the tail. Brooding he is, I don't know. Anyway, do we think will he's gonna say... be like, "Hey, mom, you said you'd give me a free haircut and also twenty thousand pounds." Remember, mom. <laughs> right, Gemma. <laughs> when Gail was going would anybody like a pizza no, we're showing her saying would you like a pizza and, and he just like goes if nobody wants it I'll take it <laughs> and He's just gonna... like taking it back to his car and, and hunching over the over the um the heater trying to trying to heat up a frozen pizza yeah, in front I, of we his... can now reveal that the night shoot scene that we saw was Stephen sneaking down in the yeah. flats house and then stealing all the food out of their freezer and then scuffling it away away you're That's doing that old good. trick where you, you um cover a potato with foil and stick it in your in your um in your car's engine and drive around and cook it yeah but wait there is more sorry we have actually finished recording this podcast and then we had to look and there was an extra email so we're just inserting a bit and then we're gonna really really smoothly go back to the ending I'm sure it won't be but Richard has sent us an email this evening and he says hello Michael and Gemma I hope you've enjoyed this incredible week of episodes from the very first scene of the week where we encountered Rick's ghost it has been a Mm -hmm. stellar one for me the main storyline involving Kelly, Ardy and Gary has been brilliant but I've also really enjoyed the side plots Stephen's continuing BS and Leo effectively rumbling him and punching him Gabrielle turning up at the plats and them already all knowing her Coachgate I've referenced before, as have others, what an incredible supportive Conversation Street community you've encouraged and helped to develop. This was evidence this week when one of our members recently shared they've been struggling and it was heartwarming to see the support that so many of us have given to one of our own and really positive to witness when social media, justifiably, often has such a negative reputation. Keep Mm. up the good work, etc. Thank you very much, Richard. Thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed this week too. And um, yeah, uh, I'm just going to go back to what we were talking about before so um here is a really um abrupt segue back to um, what we were just saying right Gemma, time to go <laughs> thank you everybody for listening i hope you enjoyed that um we are at conversationstreet at gmail.com please send us your emails we haven't had many emails lately what's going on nice steady stream please would be lovely because <laughs> it gives us things Everybody's to talk about after the news each week, basically um, give us an itunes review if you haven't done so far please um follow us on instagram Follow us on Twitter. Um, we are on YouTube. We've got the Georgia Taylor interview this week that's just gone up on YouTube, of course. With a video. With a video interview, yes, indeed. Uh, Spotify, Facebook, all over the place we are there. Our social media channels as well should be a good one because there's still there are still one or two photos that we took when we went to Manchester that we'll probably put on our, on our Instagrams and, and, and everything probably on Monday after the episode is aired. Um, we've got a few nice ones, so um, keep your eyes peeled for those. We'll be back midway through next week with some kind of bonus podcast, I'm sure. And um, so I hope you'll have a good weekend in the meantime. Thank you for listening. Have a good meantime. Have a good meantime, exactly. And um, goodbye. The music of this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh, oh.